For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. In a world where Carolina Panthers fans have an insatiable thirst for Panthers news and opinions, only one podcast roars ferociously. It's the C3 Panthers podcast. Perfect, perfect, perfect. What's the deal, Panther fans? It's your boy, Tony Dunn, a.k.a. The Professor. It's the C3 Panthers podcast, the longest-running Panthers podcast on YouTube, the Internet, or wherever you listen to podcasts, because on Tuesday night, Every Tuesday night at 9 p.m., little, we're 904 tonight. It's a rarity, though. But we're chopping up the latest Panthers news and opinions, and we want you to be a part of the show. The number's 252-228-5098. We got a fun show for you tonight. Darnold throws darts as OTAs begin, and I got to tell you, it's been a slow well, you know, look, the draft, the culmination of draft, the anticipation of the draft, and then you get your draft pace, and we're trying to figure out who these guys are. And then all of a sudden, there is a dearth of news. One of my friends says this, is you're just hoping that you're not hearing about arrests at this point of the year. And we have been dying uh, for some Panthers news. And I got to tell you, today we got to see some football side boob. That's right. OTAs began yesterday. <laughs> we wanted to see the full boobs, but we got to see the side boob today and yesterday as we start to see a few clips of these new Panthers and some of the uh, older oh, Panthers, geez. maybe not even old. Yeah, the the kind of the guys that we know their names, but we're starting to see a little information and things trickle that are just wetting the beak a little bit. Uh, so I'm I'm happy that we have a little tangible football talk. And I'm going to talk about it with my man, Cody Lashney, my co-host, the producer of the show. Welcome back, my friend. Tony Dunn. There's no way else I'd rather be on a Tuesday night, my friend. It doesn't matter what time of year. It doesn't matter what kind of beer I might be drinking, which I'm not drinking a beer right now. But Tony Dunn, listen, man, there has been Panther football. Now, it hasn't been a football game like we wish it would, but we've got some OTAs, man. We finally are starting to get a look at some of our brand-new young players and what they're going to be able to do for us this season. We've got a ton to talk about, man. But, hey, this wouldn't be what it is if we didn't have the best Panther fans in all of YouTube. I'm talking about Kevin Boschoven, Bob Eugene, the Bat Daddy in the chat room, Joey, the Blind Panther Esquivel says it better be a good show tonight because you stand for the whole thing. QT Zero, Chuck from Elizabeth City, Tin Tizzy, Tony Dawn. Ain't nothing to it but to do it, brother. Let's roll. Smash the thumbs. Subscribe to the show. Be a part of it by jumping in the conversation. And my man CK, the master of all streams, is jumping in tonight. Welcome back to the C3 Panthers podcast. 
Man, just uh, happy to to have something to to look at uh, Panther related. Um, it's 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 nice to have a, a bit of a change of pace for uh, from the norm, and uh, and so I think we're getting a little bit of that uh, with uh, what we've seen the past couple of days, and then we'll have another uh, another <laughs> drought of Panthers news. Yeah, you're uh, right. It's, we're like three days away from a mega drought or whatever. Yeah. I don't it's know a how bigger long drought in my opinion than what we had since the draft like it's it, because what it is it, it, we have the training camp begins what the end of july yeah uh, yeah that's yeah, when it usually it's like yeah it's like the third week or the yeah you're right it's right in there so it we have like, like almost two months yeah and i've been i've been diving back into game of thrones and it feels like the stark words winter is coming the <laughs> the the long drought is coming yes no, you're I, going I, back into game of thrones homie yeah, I read all the Fire and Blood book, and um, there are rumors that the Winds of Winter is coming out soon. So I'm thinking I might just go uh, go back into the world of Westeros. Yeah, smart, I smart. I um, a friend of the show, also known as the Bat Daddy, shared his. I no, I got no. <laughs> Actually, he what? didn't share it. It was another. I was gonna say uh, Greg had always been saying he would give me his HBO. Uh, password i was trying to like oh, he didn't yeah. really give it to me it wasn't greg it was another one of my friends but still i got that so i could go back and watch that right now you know what i'm re-watching the show ozark again love it uh, love it love um, it yeah great, great. one of my um, favorite netflix shows by the way shout out to risby this is the first time joining us appreciate you joining us man We're oh wow welcome Panther to football yeah, welcome to the latest Panthers or the longest running Panthers podcast. The, the way we do it here, by the way, is that uh, we're not reporters. We are chopping up the latest news and opinions from the fan perspective. And sadly, those that earliest news uh, this week or today, yesterday, probably I, I would think the most significant just in kind of Panthers world happened to be with um, a sad story when it comes to Greg Olson. Yeah. Um, so this past week, he posted this yesterday on the 24th. This past week has been exceptionally challenging for our family. As many of uh, you know, as many of you know, our son TJ has faced serious heart issues since birth. TJ has already undergone three open heart surgeries and survived with a modified heart for the first eight years of his life. He continued. Unfortunately, it seems his heart is reaching its end. We are currently working through the process to determine our next steps, which ultimately could lead to a heart transplant. He follows with, we are so thankful for the incredible, incredible support we've seen over the past years. We've received world-class care at Levine Children's Hospital. We're so appreciative of their amazing team. So, um, you know, we've heard, and, and if you've been a Panthers fan, look, is that interestingly last week, or I guess it would be, it would be, it would be non unimportant at this point. But last week, people were just talking about if people could change numbers and this, should we retire Greg Olson's jersey? Right. Is that like that was a conversation that last week and this week, sadly, it's taken a turn back to what we have many Panther fans have been familiar with or known. And look, Greg Olson has been lauded. He's had a very um, intimate relationship with Levine's. 
uh, Children Hospital because of not only because of what has happened with his kids, but that has been a large part of it for sure. Yeah, that was a big important part about that you know beginning that uh, relationship between the two. But we know we heard the stories in the past of Jerry Richardson flying the kids on the airplane. Or yeah. you know, or the family. Maybe he flew Greg Olson back. It was something. It's yeah, been a while I think at this point. Greg, so that way he could be there for one of his surgeries. Right. I think. Yeah. So this is a a, a very sad story, and uh, sadly one that, um, you know, it, it needs to be taught taught and thought about. And again, I I think that one you just you pray for their family if you pray. Um, and on top of that, you just um, got to uh, you hope that they get that this child has the best, you know, the opportunity um, to continue to live. And for someone who started this podcast in Joe Riolano, right, my co-host Joe Riolano, who is sitting there right now waiting on a kidney transplant for the second time in his life. Right. Is that um, one, you're thankful for every day that you have and these opportunities I would think they are right. Um, yeah. And, you know, I'm not trying to put words in his mouth or, you know, so you don't want to squander today, but you also are hopeful and believing and praying for the opportunity uh, for a continued life. And if that requires a scientific intervention or, you know, whatever it may be. So I'm, I'm, it shows you this is that, or to me, it, it reminds me, maybe it doesn't show me, it reminds me. And despite all the benefits and opportunities that maybe Greg Olson's had in his life, you know, the successes on the field financially, whatever it may be, is they still a person that's dealing with um, the struggle of humanity. And this has got to be one of the hardest struggles you can deal with a child. Right. You're watching your, you know, very difficult. Um, so my prayers and my th- I, I I hate I actually don't like the term thoughts and prayers a lot, right? Because unless you're really going to go and actually pray for the person, I don't want to empty promises, empty calories. Yeah, yeah. I just I I, I super hope that uh, whatever we can do is if you pray, if not or whatever. I'm thinking about this. At least we're talking about it here, and I hope that their family. Uh, at first, I hope this uh, young man. TJ, um, you know, finds an opportunity to continue to live. Yeah, and, you know, a lot is made about the Panthers being a small market team. And, you know, we're not that big of a city, not that big of a market. But because of that, Panthers players really do form, I feel, um, a stronger bond uh, with a lot of the community uh, here in Charlotte and in the Carolinas in general, man. And, you know, knowing everything that Greg and his family have been through and, uh, you know, how much we love him as a Panther player, both on and off the football field. Like there is almost nothing that could happen to make me not love Greg Olson from now until the rest of time, man. So him and his family, your heart definitely goes out to him. Um, But, hey, man, TJA, when you've been through uh, three open heart surgeries, that's a tough kid, okay? He's definitely got the blood of Greg Olson, so he's a strong kid, and we're going to be thinking about him and uh, and praying for the Olson family, Panther fans. So keep pounding thoughts and prayers up for uh, for Greg and his uh, little son, TJ. Can you see the comments still? 
Um, You're dead uh, on my end. Yeah, I see him. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, here, I'm going to refresh. Go ahead, CK. Uh, oh, wait. Maybe they're coming through. Yeah, now. we're going to CK. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, it's it's tough because you, you, you have this admiration for a guy like Greg Olson. And then you see, you know, that it seems like they're on the other side of this. And then, um, you know, to have that happen, man, I, as, as you know, anybody who's a parent, you're, this is your worst fear, you know, is having something like this that's going to plague the life of your child. Not just like a small moment in their life, but the entire life. All right. You know, I just, it, 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 it's, it's heartbreaking and, and you can only really hope for the best. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it, it's one of these things where I, I'm, you know, I'm really rooting for a, a successful uh, future. You know, he's too young, man. I mean, what, eight years old? I mean, yeah, it's sad. It's sad. <sighs> what, what is sad is to just remember or to learn about this is that when you, we make it such a big deal out of a drop pass or a, whatever, you know, I mean, you can pick anything in life that you get pissed off, somebody cutting you off, this and that. And it's an old man saying kind of thing, but at least you have your health type thing. Yeah. You know, is you kind of don't know what you have until you don't got it type thing. And it's, it is that ultimately like we, at least I do. I personally, sometimes I get so enamored with people's, success popularity they're really their financial success and you almost continue to fixate and, and it's a bad thing as a catholic to even say is that you know you fixate on that being a measurement of happiness and fulfillment and this and that and then you realize that and, and this is where the world and people's hardships continue to remind us at all times is and, and sadly it's a sad reminder a lot of times is that uh, those are ultimately meaningless without things like family, health, friend, you know, like, you know, I mean, these yeah. greater truths and greater opportunities. So, look, is um, I, I, and for me, I think I, I wanted to bring it up. I haven't tweeted a lot. I retweeted this stuff. I wasn't, I, I just don't want at any point this to be about us, like making sure we have, you know, is that ultimately is that. Greg Olson's family has gone through a lot. Uh, and they are, like you said, you think a lot of times we, the news cycle feels like it's on the back end. And these people are still dealing with it, where they're still dealing with right. uh, doctor's visits and questions. And, you know, so um, God, uh, God bless uh, this young man, TJ. And, um, you know, who I'm going to do is you got to, Hope that not nah, he doesn't have to hope is that if um, my mom shows up in this chat room, she will put this much. She's on the rosary prayer train, bro. Nah, like stop. she will get a she will get a warrior, an army of nuns going, man. Mama, I got a card. How about this? And, and you think I'm joking? Is that today I got a card in the mail from my church that says. A mass will be said in your honor on February 20th, 2022, sent by my mother. (laughs) She was like looking for an open date on where you can reserve a mass for somebody. And she's like, boop, got it. February 20th. You're (laughs) going... 
for you, homie. Hey, man, the prayer right. machine never hurts. It don't matter if you're a believer or, or or not. Just be accepting of good love and good vibrations that are coming your way. I know the Greg Olson family is. Uh, hey, man, the power of prayer moves people, man. It, it moves all kinds of things. Regardless of your belief, I think uh, there's some truth to that. So, well, my yeah, mom man. will motivate Mother Mary to be praying for yeah, you. Well, she says the rosary like you, like it's the bit, like it's the business. And you know what? And she's still getting me. She's like, "Hey, man, I, listen, all my aunts are extremely devout Catholic, man. So trust me, I know." I know what it's like. To get like the, I'm, to right, get I'm like, why ain't you got the veil on, mom? Why ain't you wearing the black <laughs> veil at this point? Like, that's what I want to know. All right. Yeah. Um, so OTAs began yesterday. And yes, uh, talk today we it. started to see some uh, video leak out. Right. And some different things. Actually, uh, and uh, one of the things that I heard that was, well, what have you heard? I saw a little DB action. Right. Yeah. I saw, like, is the first thing I saw was this JC horn. Why don't we put that up? Is uh, the first thing I saw coming out of this was the JC horn. And tonight the video production is going to be a little janky, folks. But JC horn getting the business done. So, by the way. You gotta unmute your man. There you go. I know. So a lot of people were uh, a lot of people were uh, wondering who JC was picking off in this play. Uh, that was, that was the first thing Black Coltrane said. I want to see who threw that. All right. So then look. No. And then uh, John Jenkins in the chat says, uh, "I have it on good word that it was actually Will Greer who threw that interception to eight. Trust me, it wasn't PJ Walker. That was Will Greer. That's the so, that's the PJ Walker fan club, bro. But hey, but that's you know what, man? Walker oh, yeah, that is right. That not, is right. No. Witness no, the Walker right. runner. Don't no. trust that. John, Don't you're trust overruled, that. bro. John, you gotta get out of here, bro. <laughs> you have no idea, bro. Uh, but yeah, man. Um, listen, I, but I everybody, look. The first thing I saw Pat Coltrane say up to something effect is like, "I need to see who threw that." Because yeah. why? Why are people asking that, Cody? Well, man, because people are you know wondering about Sam Darnold, and yeah, yeah but and listen, well, let me let me stick with JC Horn for a sec first. Somebody put out um, on Twitter, they put out you know what, what's reasonable expectations for JC Horn this season, and I said, look, man, I know that this might seem uh, like a lot to some people. But not only do I expect Horn to be CB1 at the start of the season, uh, I think it's going to be a shutdown corner this year. I think we're going to use him the way that yeah, the like Rams. Rookie of the year conversation. Yeah, like defensive, defensive rookie, rookie of the year. Of the year hey, hell, hell, hey, hey, you know what? Here, listen, at this point in time, we in Panther Nation are just going to believe for the best, okay? So, no, in my mind, JC might be in the running for defensive player of the year, okay? We're going to go all the way. We're going to run this ship to the ends of the earth. J.C. Horn is a shutdown corner, and this year he's going to put the whole NFL on notice, man. I genuinely believe that. And um, I also think that, um, and this is a good time to play this video too, uh, I also think that our boy Dante Jackson is going to thrive because of J.C.
up? Why was fast, he looking the wrong damn way? Fast players allow other fast players to play even faster. And that's what I'm loving, dude. And, you know, I even thought about this before the show. I'm kind of thinking that Dante Jackson might have a career year himself. He is. It's a contract year. It, we have said this over and over on this show is that we don't know what, to, or at least I've said it, we don't know what to think of Dante, right? We got him very excited about his potential in his rookie year. The ball hawk skills were evident from the beginning. He was a playmaker from day one. He was so fast, all of this. But again, but a lot of players, two, year two, three, you know, is a difficult year. And But a lot of us were sitting there looking, is it the team? Is it this and that? Now what, we're in year four? Now we're uh, in year four, the final year, I believe, of his contract. Yeah. And he was a second-round pick, so I think they go through four years. Last year was a year where he started to look better, as in, like, more polished, but then had problems and struggled with – not struggled. That's not even a word. He just had some – he had injuries. So this year is a year he has – he should be – we're expecting, and he's expecting to put it all together. If he does, he has an opportunity to get some money. If he has a year like he had last year or the year before, he's not going to get no money. Uh, Joey, the Blind Panther, Esquivel says, Dante might be good, but his toes are so bad, Cody can play better. Mm. Come Damn on. You, jo- Joey, I see what you did there, bro. Uh, uh, but, uh, but, uh, he beat me to it. He says, even I see that. Ah, uh, ha. Uh, 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 I'm not going to speak on how strong my toes are or are not. I'll leave that to your imagination, what I do with my toes in my spare time, dude. But listen here. I really do think that when you add a cornerstone piece like J.C. Horn to the equation, I think we're going to see the best out of everyone, man. Dante Jackson, A.J. Boye, even as a, as a bigger, stronger uh, corner, you know, I'm interested to see where they decide to put them. Who we put in the nickel corner position? Who we put uh, at CB2? I'm interested in all of that, man. Uh, I think our defensive backfield is going to be much improved just by the sheer presence of J.C. Horn. I could glow about J.C. for the whole podcast if you ask me to. I think oh, god, I think he's a dog. And I'm a, hey, hold on. Can you give me a little bit of credit? I'm a Clemson fan. And I can't stand the South Carolina Gamecocks, dude. But yet here I am bigging up J.C. Horn and how incredible he is, man. Because he is. You should be, you know. And we also, and and one of the things I keep coming and circling back to is that this kid, his whole life, he's playing corner and his dad was an NFL wide receiver. Yeah. So think about the tutelage you have at all the backyard. It's one thing where your dad's trying to teach you to be the receiver, right? Because right. then that comes in. It's like, oh, well, I, this is how I do it. And then you're like, well, this is like how I do it. You know, and there becomes this kind of you, ver- you who's better. But a wide receiver dad versus a cornerback kid or vice versa. Imagine even switch it. Right? Is they're learning from the, one of the best, and Joe Horn won't know Schlub. He was a, it was like a. I would if I, I mean I'm sure people are arguing he's kind of borderline Hall of Fame type player. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, is that he's one of those guys that wouldn't get in, but is 
for a Saints fan, they're saying, hey, what do you think? Could he, could this and that. Think about that tutelage, that experiential knowledge. And we all know his footwork, his athleticism. This guy has the front, he has everything. Like he has the pedigree, he has the skill set. And I believe, and I have not been able to listen to all the clips from Matt Rule after the practice because of, you know, just from today. Um, but I believe that he mentioned, and maybe it was yesterday, that he continues to circle back to J.C. Horn allowing the defense to be able to do different things. Yeah, yeah. But listen, can we talk about what I really want to talk about, man? Yeah, let's do can it. We, can we just do it? Look, let me let me play. And listen, it's very brief, okay? It doesn't last very long. But what you see, I want you to let your imagination run wild, Panther fans. Isn't it weird to see DJ Moore not having to turn around to catch a pass that's thrown behind him? Like he had to put his hands. He run it back one more time. He run it back. Hey, we want to put this out. DJ's wearing a different number in that video. Wearing the oh, number yeah, two, yeah, the did, deuces. We didn't talk about it. I love it, man. I love it. I think this is why. Be why do you love it? If you if own the DJ Moore jersey, is your jersey cooler or not? That well, should be the cool, the poll question. If you own a jersey. Of a player who changed his number. In fact, I want you guys to get in there in the chat room. Tell me the answer to this. You can get on the Discord. You can call in at 252-228-5098. If you're, you bought the Christian McCaffrey. In fact, Code uh, CK, you got a special Christian McCaffrey jersey. You got like the hundred. What is it? The hundred. Yeah, the one hundredth year. The uh, the the NFL one hundred. If he changes his number to five, yeah, is your jersey cooler or less cool, bro? I think it'll be cooler, but. I don't think that there's a chance in hell that he does. You know how much he would have to pay? Like, like what do you like, think DJ had to pay? He had to pay some. Not, not as much the, as not, Christian. Not nearly yeah. as much as Christian McCaffrey did. <laughs> like, think about how much stock they have on Christian McCaffrey's jerseys. Yeah, but it's probably like 20 grand. Did you hear his interview? That's probably what it is. No, 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 no. Did you guys hear his interview that he did today? No. That was the no. one. Uh, that was the only interview that I did hear out of all the ones that happened today. I didn't hear Sam, but I heard Christian. And Christian may still change his number back to five. The only reason that he didn't do it this year is because he saw how much money it would have cost him to buy out all those 22s. Oh, so he could tell them to not buy a. Well, yeah. So apparently, I don't. It probably be like fifty grand. There could only be like fifty grand. No, dude. I bet you it's way more than that. It's it's only in the Panther store, I think. But dude, or is it the NFL store? NFL store. The NFL Mm. store. So yeah. How much do you think it would cost for him to change his number? 
a I mean, million. Dude, he's one of the most popular a million? Backs in the NFL. For Shut sure. up. No. Why wouldn't it pass a no. million dollars? We need. Why wouldn't right. it pass a million dollars? I mean, it's one of the most. Because there ain't that much. They don't have that much. Fuck it. There ain't that many people buying the jerseys off the website. It's well, not like that, he's got to buy all the jerseys out of Hibbits or something. But this is what it's weird, though, because they're making it sound like next year it's not going to be as expensive for him. Like, that's what I'm saying. He, he actually left it open uh, for him to potentially change that number in the future. But he said that for this year, he's still 22. But yeah. it might still happen in the future. But to answer your original question, I think it's dope. Because let's say you bought an original DJ Moore jersey. If DJ balls out this year and goes for over 1,000 receiving yards and over 15 touchdowns, then you get to say, oh, bro, I bought that original DJ Moore, and I've got the proof. Look at the number. You know, it's like I had this before DJ Moore blew up, you know? Um, so mm-hmm. I, I think it's I think it's dope. Um, you know, but now I, I was kind of against the whole number change thing at first, but now I'm with it, man. Like having numbers, like low numbers at receiver, that's what you see all throughout college and high school. So why should it be any different in the NFL? I'm for it. Even Brian Burns. I don't have a problem with the number. You know, I'm just like, man, do I buy? If I, my question is, and I'm for, I'm lucky right now. The only person that I have as an active player on the roster or jersey is Shank Thompson. So, like, if he changes yeah. his number, I'm not gonna be like, well, should I buy a new Shank Thompson? <laughs> Don't worry. Don't worry. Yeah. Uh, and not, uh, you know, I'm this year is the year of Shaq, it's got to be the year of Shaq Thompson. If it's not, <sighs> got a lot of things to say. Were you angry but, when Thomas Davis changed his number? I guess it wasn't really a big time player when he was when still did Thomas Davis change his number? But he was before when he went from, yeah, that must have been in like the year one or two. Yeah, right? that's what I'm saying. Like, he wasn't that number long enough, and, and he changed it was, positions. It's not like he just changed like i mean it's not like tim tebow is gonna wear the same number he wore when he was playing quarterback you know they he said that he could potentially dude that, really? you know how, dude you know he's already like one of the top selling jerseys bro like yeah of course dude, because if, it, you're, uh, if you're tim tebow if, to talk about it, but it's only a top selling jersey for a moment not like a top selling but it don't jersey. matter this has already been successful for tim tebow dude even if he fucking sucks he just sold yeah, How many jerseys? I, like, I don't hate dude, against that guy's them. Yeah. All right. So um, the OT. Uh, actually, let's go ahead and get into this. Is I really do need to say. Well, first, go ahead and smash the thumbs up and be a part of the show. C three Panthers podcast, longest running Panthers podcast. Uh, but don't forget that the C three Panthers podcast is powered by Avolta. If you are a homeowner in North or South Carolina, you can cut the cord with your energy company. That's right. You can cut the cord and go solar. Take advantage of federal and state uh, tax credits with no money down. Right. I mean, you can become energy independent in a way that Cody, I'm going to ask you this. Do you remember that time where your power went out and you had to leave the podcast? It was just like two weeks ago. Yeah. What happened? I do remember that. Dude, a transformer like uh, down the street had a malfunction. And it was off until like four in the morning. Mm, sounds Imagine like maybe something else would have worked. <laughs> yeah. 
Maybe a Volta. Yeah. You could have been solar powered. Imagine if you were energy independent with no money been. down. Add equity to your home. Take advantage of those tax credits and do something good for the earth. Can we get think. him up in here, Virginia, please? I know. Uh, Kevin Brown, solar consultant for Avolta. You can reach him at 704-215-3373. That's 704-215-3373. Kbrown at avolta.us. Be sure to tell him you're a Panthers fan and you heard about it on the C3 Panthers podcast. He will take extra care of you that way. Um, before you go on, before we uh, yeah. jump into another uh, another topic, I, I, I don't want to jump off this yet because uh, I know that there's still a lot of people that aren't Sam Darnold believers. And listen, this is what I'm going to tell you, bro. If you don't want to believe in Sam, that's fine. Because I'm, I have said on this podcast numerous times that he has to prove it, man. He has to sure. earn it. Like We're not going to be patting this dude on the back. If he's out there throwing interceptions and like, yeah, we know that. We know that Sam has to prove it. But damn it, you can't tell me that I can't be excited about the potential of this dude actually turning himself around and being a legitimate quarterback, man. Like that is something that to me is well within the realm of possibility. And dude, it's the season for believing. I'm fucking believing. I'm on team Sam Darnold. And, and then you have Josh Klein uh, going on Twitter and talking about uh, his exact words. No arguing with the fact that Donald throws darts. He was definitely showing that today. A lot of zip on almost every ball. Just a matter of whether he puts them in the right spots when facing a real defense. And yes, that last part, he has to prove it. But guys, every single player <laughs> damn near that has left Adam Case has gone on to thrive somewhere else. Tony, you remember uh, that guy on Twitter? I know he used to annoy the shit out of you, Marxist Panther. And oh, you, God, you, yeah. But listen, that dude, you know, for all the shit that he would talk about other quarterbacks, when he was still with the Jets, like early on, he was saying that Sam Darnold was another version of Patrick Mahomes. You just wouldn't know it because he was with the Jets. Okay, those are his words, not mine. But listen, I'm of the mindset (laughs) that we have quite literally the perfect set of circumstances and pieces around Sam Darnold that would allow him to take that next step that we didn't come anywhere close to seeing with the New York Jets. So I'm pumped. He has all the arm talent that uh, Teddy Bridgewater never had. He's been practicing with the guys already, with McCaffrey and a few of the other receivers, DJ Moore. Uh, Listen, I am hopeful for Sam Darnold, and I feel like we have every reason to want to be hopeful. Like It's not like we're trying to project Teddy Bridgewater or a type of player like Teddy Bridgewater into something that he isn't, you know? Like this guy is a much better physical prospect. That's where I want to bring this up. I've got a controversial thing to say. And maybe it's not controversial. It's uh, the elephant in the room. Um, there's three white dudes on this podcast. Right? I mean, and well, fine. Well, all right. Well, I don't. All right. We, yeah, we can debate about what, be, you know, all of this and that. <laughs> like, 
Um, I don't like the classification being white, but then then if you say that to people, they'll also say, Well, that's what you get to say when you're fucking white and you get you know, and, and so look, I'm not gonna go in. Check your privilege, Tony. Right, right. And look, it's like I'm okay with all right, like I understand your statements, whether or not, you know, who knows. Anyway. Um there it seems odd. Well, look, because we're so pro cam for so long. At least I know I was. I know this podcast was and pretty much everybody. And, you know, we didn't really have anybody. And maybe you can raise your hand right now and say you want that pro cam if you want to. But I mean, maybe I'm speaking wrong for you guys. But there was this kind of. Teddy Bridgewater comes on. The Teddy Bridgewater becomes a divisive subject for a long time. It continues to be a divisive subject. And we'll have to talk about him no matter what tonight, sadly. Um, I'm worried and concerned that it it started to seem like there was a certain group of people, and not a certain race that was pulling for Teddy Bridgewater. Right? It's not Teddy, but is, is like, our lines kind of even, like, I'm... If we're rooting for Sam Darnold to be a success and there's a lot of other people out there saying he's going to suck, he's going to suck, he's this and that, are there any, like, is that a a subject that even relates to this? And I don't know how to broach it. You jump on this first, okay, and then I'll give my opinion. I don't know how to say other than this is that I don't want us to be, like, is that, is this, like, all of a sudden the mantle of, Pro white quarterback versus black, and I don't. I know it's not like that for me because Cam's my favorite quarterback of all time. I still think he might yeah. blow up this year and this and that. But it it seems like these lines of your pro Teddy and anti Darnold. If we jump on the anti Darnold, the people that have been pro Teddy are so anti Darnold on their own. Well, so I don't know and, how to say it. Well, and so listen, I mean, obviously. All you can do is take one. I can only speak for myself, right? And I can only hope that people take me at my word in that, like, to me, okay, I I obviously love Cam Newton. I obviously, you know, uh, in my opinion, he is my favorite. Like, he is my most influential football player of my lifetime because he caused me to love football in a way that I never had before, man. Like Cam Newton is my number one forever, bro. But right. I'm all, but outside of Cam, I am only looking at skill level. And your skin color doesn't ingratiate me towards you one fucking iota. Like, and I feel like a lot of people, you know, with Teddy Bridgewater wanted to support him one because he was a Panther. Two, just being honest, maybe you wanted to support a black quarterback, and that's fine too. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, I just look at talent. And to me, talent doesn't discriminate. There's some badass black dudes playing quarterback. There's some badass white dudes playing quarterback. And I just want a dog, man. I want someone who, when the ball is in their hand, when the game is on the line, you know that they're going to nut up and they're going to fucking go out there and put the team on their back. And I don't care how they look. I just want them to play fucking badass Panther football. And I think Sam has more of a potential to do that than Bridgewater ever did. And it has nothing to do with the amount of melanin in this game. I would agree. I mean, I think um, 
the the problem that's tough with with this argument is like if you were and, and here's the thing too and, and luckily i don't think i don't know if any of you guys did i never once was criticized in this regard but i feel like there was a, a group of people that were saying that people didn't like teddy bridgewater because of that and you know like i said we were very very critical of teddy bridgewater i don't think that we had a lot of issues with the the accusations there but I, it's the reality is is 100% we, Teddy Bridgewater didn't lose this job because he the color of his skin. He lost this job because he was not a good quarterback. Period. That's just about, that's the bottom line. Um and uh, and now we're in a position where we can move forward and hopefully Sam Darnold's it. If Sam Darnold isn't it, I hope PJ Walker gets a shot. Like it has zero to do with that. Like if, if we have so many question marks but I'm definitely hopeful Sam Darnold comes out and throws the throws the uh, critics to the side, uh, similar to how Cam used to do. But uh, we'll see, man. Uh, it's definitely not a matter of, of that. Throw AJ Lindsay's comment up here. He says this, as a black man, I cheer for Cam, not because of the color of skin, but because he was a great football player and he was a Panther. Yeah, I couldn't root for Teddy because he wasn't a good QB. And here's Fantastic a, if, comment, if, it really is a really great comment. If there's a criticism about for me about the way I approach Teddy, is that and look, if you want me to be straight up honest, like just full candor, is that if you want to come at me about being hypercritical about Teddy Bridgewater, you should start with he wasn't Cam Newton. Because he was not Cam Newton. Like, Facts. I will give you that. I will give you that right off the bat. Because he's not Cam Newton, there was a certain bitterness yeah. that came with it. It was also but, hot off the heels of Cam, too. Right, right. But don't look as it is in here. And again, is that I promise you, I'm not trying to get overly excited about Sam Darnold. I right? am. You know what? Is it maybe it's okay to get overly excited about him right now some until we see some dude. games. Until we care. see some games, right? But until the ultimate, and I've continued to say this is go back and check the tape and this and that, or whatever you need to do to see if I'm consistent. Is it's not whether or not it's not about Teddy's floor, it was about his ceiling. Yeah. And with Darnold, the question is about his floor because we think there the ceiling is higher right so is that right now is that they look is i we i will if darnold comes out and shits the bed for six games don't you worry folks yeah. I'll be on that justin fields motherfucking and but and by the way dude like listen sell me the fucking snack oil bro I don't believe in until I have a reason not to. We don't have a choice at this point. We better jump on the Sam Donald train for at least a minute. And not only am I on the Sam Donald train, I'm pumping all the coal into that bitch, baby. Let's go. This can't be true. QT Zero said this. Please, please tell me this is true. Julio Jones said Green Bay. Uh, Is this true? Cody Lesney will go. 
Fucking nuts. And, I'm and looking. Dumb. I can't find anything. I've been looking for that. Yeah. Come on. Yo, Q-Tip Q-tip just us. starting shit. He just wants us to yeah. play his call, bro. He, he, he already yeah. said it. He got the 707 area code. He wants us to play his call now. Oh, gosh. That, that, that's what that is, bro. But listen, uh, no, um, but that's my last word. I'm believing in Sam Darnold. To the fucking moon, bro. Like, I'm on this team. We have Listen, to. It's I like just, Doge. He's Sam Darnold is the Dogecoin of... You want to why? I just want to be excited cryptocurrency is football. Mm. Dar- there's a Darnold coin. That's that How Darnold about, coin. Oh, shit. Sure. All right, um, I'll ask you this. I know you're right. They did try it in that. I just set myself up for that. Is what his, his, they called him the darn coin, whatever. What is it again? <laughs> Well, yeah, but I call darn it the Donald coin. coin. Yeah, man. Um, or, um, if if Teddy Bridgewater was a cryptocurrency, what would he be? And if Sam Darnold was a cryptocurrency, what would he be? We need Greg the Bat Daddy to answer that. Is that come on, CK? You might be able to answer that. Who's Doge? Who's Ethereum? Who's Litecoin? Um, Ethereum, I would put, is uh, Christian McCaffrey. What does that mean? All right, yeah, explain he, why. But he said, I, but know. He, I don't know. Yeah, ex- explain that. But he also said, who's Teddy Bridgewater, though? Who, yeah. if, if, right, if which Teddy, point is he? Teddy Bridgewater um, was, a, was a crypto. Uh, this, is, this is a good question if you guys would have had the time to think about it. Yeah, right? No, no, it's not the worst one imaginable. It's like the one that you is worth four cents now and will be worth three cents in three years i don't yeah that's that's you're you're that's right it's not one that's going to be that here's the thing it's it's not i'm trying to think of the right way to put this because it whether or not it's doge or not is i don't think it's important i think it's a matter of whether you bought high and had to sell low and that's what we had to do like Teddy right. Bridgewater Teddy was you bought Teddy at Bridgewater at eighty price. cents, right? Before Doge decided to you know tumble down to twenty five cents. Right. Oh, okay, I got so you. you know whereas Doge is where it should be right about now, right? It's still better than what it was. It's not the worst. Um, a lot of people won on Doge, but Teddy Bridgewater um was uh, selling us his Doge at eighty cents, and uh, the Panthers lost. Can we just say limp coin? Because huh. for, for whatever he was packing, it was sure limp. Let's just say that, right? Oh, so limp, limp coin. Uh, I don't what know, about I don't this? Know, don't know, gosh, me. You're the one that that uh, that, that made that a thing. So I, I got it. You're right. No, you're right. And I was... <laughs> It, and you know that it's not a wrong, it's Teddy's not a wrong GameStop. answer. I'm with it. It's uh, Teddy is game stuff. Uh, that's was, awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. All right. Um, I did hear. I didn't hear a ton of audio. We'll try to track some down. If there's some audio you guys want to listen to on the show, you can drop it in the chat room and just drop a link to the tweet. We can play it. Um, but I did hear that Christian McCaffrey was asked about the day. And he, what he kind of cited was that the team was responding to Darnold's urgency. And an interesting point to me about this was at least, you know, I saw DJ Moore there, Christian McCaffrey was there. 
I do um, have a question about who we didn't see, who we haven't seen, why aren't we seeing them yet, and what, why can't we talk about them? But uh, there was a sense of urgency in Darnold, I guess, learning the system, this and that. Christian McCaffrey speaking on Darnold. Any thoughts on that? Yeah. Um, it, it, I think it was the one time in the entire interview, Christian McCaffrey didn't seem like he was as pot. Like, he didn't seem like he was, I don't know. I, and I'm, I'm hoping that it's just me overlooking into it. But he had to say, he said the same thing three times. He said his sense of urgency, his sense of urgency, his sense of urgency. He said that three times in that same question. And then later on, somebody asked the exact same question about his, you know, Darnold and commit. He's like, oh, yeah, he's, you know, we like Darnold. His sense of urgency is, and, you know, like it's, it's clear that they have been coached and what they want to say about Darnold. But I just, I wasn't, I, it was the one time in that entire interview where Christian McCaffrey did not feel like he was in control. Like of what he wanted really? to say, because everything else, like he was a like if you watched his his in Cody, you watched this is the only one you watched. Yeah, if you watched it, Christian McCaffrey was a freaking pro at dodging the questions at the beginning. He said the most generic questions, and he said them so quickly that nobody had anything that they could say back. Like it was so it was amazing. And the first thing that first time that they talk about Darnold, he it felt like he just rambled a little more than he than he had prior uh, okay so that's okay let's say what say what what you're implying there do you do you think that means that uh maybe cmc's dancing around the fact that it's like oh this guy's not as good as you're hoping he is you might want to temper your expectation like what does that mean to you like was that just christian fumbling with his words in an interview that he hadn't done in a while not fumbling or- it was a I, I think it's the opposite of fumbling is what CK is suggesting. Yeah, like well, he just he was saying a, a recite. I, I don't think that rehearsed. I, I think that number one, it, it could go either way. Either he couldn't be critical, obviously, because he's a teammate, or they didn't want to overly like praise him because then all of a sudden now these there's this pressure of expectation for Sam Darnold more than there already is. a great is. word. Look, it explains exactly what we're trying to get here is like you can we can either talk about like that's the thing is you can shit on Darnold from moment 1. Mm-hmm. You can call him the savior, but you could say this is like Darnold's got an opportunity and he knows he can't fuck it up. Yeah. The Panthers have an opportunity and if it doesn't work they fucked it up. Like, no one can fuck this up right now. That's the kind of thing is that, to me, that continues to come back to this, is that if you want to give some real shit and shade on the Matt Rule regime, it is Teddy Bridgewater at this point. Yes, there was certain success, but the financial part, which now they get to continue to cast that shade on Marty Herney in the absence because of the bad contract, not Teddy Bridgewater for the season. It was Teddy Bridgewater, the contract. That was the true problem. But now you out, you get a new GM. You get this new, you got the new head coach. You got this new opportunity. You envision yep. it. You go and make a move for Sam Darnold. Justin Fields falls past you, this and that. You better be. Everybody's got an urgency to them. Hell yeah. So I do, it, I, I think it's a great point that it is almost a rehearsed moment. And maybe it's not even rehearsed as much as the talking point that is true. The talking yep. point is true. And I tell you this, 
you ever wanted to see a dang uh let me see if I hold on. Let me see. I gotta share my screen. You ever seen an urgent hand uh wave? Here you go. This is what urgency looks like. That's the urgency wave. Look at this wave here. It's the goofiest wave ever. Bill Voth is saying, here comes Darnold. He's just like, hey, guys, he don't give a f-. Who's he with right here? Uh, I don't know. Probably one of, Who is that? Probably Who one is of the, the physical training staff, probably. Uh, but, but by the way, you he's know what? tall. Look at how tall and big he is. I'm he's excited about his age. I'm excited about his age. That again, look, is that we come back to this. You can say that we have rose-colored glasses, whatever it is. It's not about that. It's about the ceiling that Sam Darnold could be. Whether yeah. he will be, whether he deserves to be that, whether we us thinking of that rationally is a real point. I don't give a fuck about none of that. Is that ultimately he represents opportunity. 24 years old. All the skill set that you want, theoretically, the size, the this, the that. And now you picked him. So you know what? You don't fucking like him. Then you don't like what the Panthers did either. The Panthers picked his ass. Not me. Well, yeah. And also, like, his destiny is in his hands now. Uh, Sam yes, Dor- yeah. like, I mean, the, the, the fact that we have... Um, uh, an offensive coordinator that turned Joe Burrow into the first pick in the draft. Sam Donald has never had a quarterback coach that was worth a damn. Now he has the quarterback coach that helped Matthew Stafford and Deshaun Watson become the player, the players that they are on the football field. Now, uh, you know, he has a bunch more weapons around him. Look, shout out my brother, my Saints uh, brother in the chat room, Jonathan Gotro. That's my, my my blood brother, man. He's an LSU diehard. He says Terrace Marshall is the best kept secret in the draft, man. I was just gonna ask about this. Why ain't we heard about him? Well, uh, so why I don't, ain't we heard about him? But today? Listen, a, a lot, a lot of guys. Um, well, a few guys had some cleanup surgeries. Uh, I don't know if it was one of them, but I know uh, I think Brian Burns was one of them, and Jeremy Chen had some cleanup surgery over the off season. Uh, but Terrence Marshall uh, didn't participate. What are your thoughts How about this? Calling? Greg Little didn't participate either, which that to me is way more troublesome than Terrence Marshall not being there. Um, but, uh, and yeah, Lee Charter says Sam has all the weapons now. It's all on him. There are no more excuses. And listen, that's 100%. He has the receivers. He has the coaching staff. Now he has, you know, it's obvious that he has the physical talent. As you know, he's a big dude, man. He's six foot four. So I better yeah. hear about this. This is what I want to hear about. I want to hear, and maybe, and so maybe he's not there. Lynn and, says and, that it was injury related and that they're okay. just being careful with Terrace. Right, which he did have. He was doing this. So thank you for that. Uh, the other question is uh, where's Robbie Anderson at? And not that I care. Like, I'm, I'm not going to go crazy about this. It's almost instead of us just seeing who is there, I want to know kind of who isn't there. That would be an interesting question. But before we do that, uh, before we kind of continue to go, because we still have some other things to talk about going forward, 
Uh, be sure to subscribe to the show. The number is 252-228-1598. And uh, I think you could, uh, we should remind that the cat calls are powered by Volta. Uh, the number there is you can, well, don't forget, Volta is a place where you can own your own energy at a fixed rate for life with no money down. If you're a homeowner in North and South Carolina, they do cover the entire country, but our man, Kevin Brown, K Brown at avolta.us. And um, the number is 704-215-3373. You can cut the cord with your energy, um, your energy company become energy independent, take advantage of those tax credits from the federal government and the state government. And you don't have to worry about your transistors going out this and that because the sun continues to work. Uh, call Kevin Brown and remind him that you heard about it on the C3 Panthers podcast. He's a Panthers fan. And by telling, look, he listens to the podcast. Like he, that's how he listens to the podcast. So you say, look, homie, I heard about this opportunity to add equity with no money down to f- get a fixed rate for life through a Volta. And I heard about it on the C3 Panthers podcast. He will take extra special care of you. Don't forget to mention that. Uh, let's jump. Don't forget the pack, the, the pack calls, the cat calls are spot. Well, I won't say even sponsored. Is that here? I'm going to play this video while we do it. Uh, the number is two, five, two, 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 eight, 50, 98. So what are your thoughts on catcalling? Yeah, it's pretty sh- You shouldn't do that to somebody. And how did that make you feel? Uh, very uncomfortable. So how do you think catcalling makes the person feel? It feels good, like... Hey, guys. Tyler from Roanoke, Virginia. I hope you all are doing well. Um wanted to uh, talk about Morgan Moses, the right tackle from the uh, Washington football team that was just released uh, a little while ago. Um, and, you know, actually talking about him, he may sign before this is aired uh, Tuesday night. But, um, you know, he was a right tackle for the uh, Washington football team his entire career, minus a few times he slid over to left tackle. Um, you know, we do have Taylor Moten on the right side. But um, be interesting to see, you know, if we could get him from the left side, um, he would definitely be better than I think than anything we have right now. I mean, Trent Scott, really Greg nervous. Little, um, Cam Irving. So I think it's be worth a shot. And he did play left tackle his entire senior year at the University of Virginia. So he has, he does have experience, you know, via, you know, the college game, but I think that would be worth a shot. Um, very respectable tackle. I think he graded out at 80, uh, last year about PFF. Um, very good run blocker. Um, I, yeah, I think it'd be worth a shot. Morgan Moses, to see what you guys think. Um, yeah, money wise, contract wise, I think he looked kind of what, uh, Alejandro, uh, Villanueva got, um, from the Ravens. I think it was like two year, 14 million. So you look at about seven million per. I don't know if we have the room on that. So I hadn't really paid attention to our numbers, but, uh, again, Morgan Moses, uh, be, be worth a shot, I think, to see, uh, compared to what we got. And it also sounds like, you know, Matt Rule kind of likes Brady Christensen more as a, an elite guard is what he kind of termed it. You know, give him a shot at tackle, but still think left tackle is a huge hole on the offensive line. All right, keep pounding, guys. 
So, Man, I appreciate the call. And you're right about that. The left tackle continues to be an issue. Yeah, the left tackle does continue to be an issue. But if Morgan Moses plays right, which that is what he said, right? Morgan Moses is the, the right tackle. Yeah, he's a right tackle. He yeah. was a right tackle and a fixture of the Washington football's off uh, team's football's offensive line since 2015. Yeah, he like never and missed a game impl- or something crazy like yeah, that. Yeah, right? has not missed a game and one that Mel Mayock loved back in the day. Um and was a third or fourth round pick, too. How about just that? like uh just like Taylor Moten. My my thing yeah. is this though. Um so like they tried or uh put uh are we trying out Moten at left tackle? That could be interesting. So uh in the season opener. I saw against, this on uh, Reddit. I was gonna put an image up. There's have you have you seen the Panthers Reddit on this? Uh, no, why is there something yeah. on this? Let me see if I can do, yeah. Kind of look here. Let me put this. It's gonna change our. We'll probably have to listen to Cat Calls music until I can mute it before when I bring it back up. But I look at this. This is on Panthers Reddit right now. Uh, hold on. Let me take this banner down real quick. Moten at left tackle looks like he's working on a left side pass set here. So they're trying to that this this is a great oh this is where I love the internet. These mugs yeah. found a still image and this they're looking good, what leg is in front. This of is the a other. good find, man. That really is a good find because that is certainly uh, a left side pass set right there. Uh and and like listen, um a lot of people don't remember that he actually played left tackle for us in one game. In the season opener against the Dallas Cowboys, and I believe it was what 2018. No, 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 because that was the it was either 18 or, or 17. We opened with the Cowboys. I think it was 18, and he played left tackle for us. Really? I thought, yeah. I don't even remember yeah, that. Go back and, and look at that game against the Dallas Cowboys at home. We opened the season, and uh, Taylor Bolton was playing left tackle. Now, uh, opinions vary. Some people didn't think he played well at left tackle. Look, this is somewhere played, that is. Well, but I at thought he played fantastic, though. Like even even during the uh, uh, with that Cowboys game, I thought he did really well. And I got into an argument one time with Billy Marshall on Twitter about this very subject because uh, I forget who said it, but one of those famous offensive linemen, it might have even been Joe Thomas. He said like. Trying to go from left tackle to right tackle is like trying to wipe your ass with your non-dominant hand. Like it's learned just how to like, do it. I broke my dominant hand. I had yeah, to do that. And that, that, and that was and that thing, was my, my point. In today's NFL, position versatility is everything. You have linebackers that can play safety. You have running backs that can play receiver. Like you have quarterbacks that double as a running back. Uh, you know, it, it, the the very nature of the NFL is guys being able to have versatile skill sets. Let me put on the conspiracy theory tinfoil hat one more time. I kind of think that the Panthers are trying to get a contract done with Taylor Moten before this year starts. And I'm wondering if they're thinking, well, if we're going to pay Taylor that kind of money, Let's just lock him up and pay him left tackle money and ge- legitimately they make should him, pay left him right tackle. tackle and then make his ass play left tackle before we learn he's good. 
or back. You know what I'm saying? Like, I hear is it. that? I and if it doesn't work, put them back on the right. Uh, shout out to Jermaine Gill, who uh, said, "Oh, we're we're both we're dueling <laughs> on the comments." Go ahead, right, go ahead. Uh, Jermaine Gill, thank you for uh, the love bomb, as Cody calls him. Uh, the super chat. We're winning ten games this year. Uh, and as we're talking about the call was Tyler, right? That said this as he was talking about Morgan Moses. Interestingly, I just pulled up the pro football talk and I, you mean like, look, pro football talk is always the thinnest blog. I mean, it's like three, you know, that's who I want to write for. Actually, I could not write for them. It's like, I can only get two, I only get 85 words. Um, this is Ron Rivera was asked by Ryan Homler uh, about why they let go of Morgan Moses. Nothing, and this is his quote, nothing other than we're just going in a different direction. We have an opportunity to get some young guys on the field. We went out and brought a veteran left tackle. So uh, brought in a letter, brought, not bought, but brought in a veteran left tackle. So we feel very comfortable with those decisions because players we have on our roster now, Washington signed Charles Leno Jr. to play left tackle and drafted Samuel Cosme in the second round. He said, uh, ultimately, these moves made Moses expendable. They're very good players. They were good for us, Ron Rivera said. They'll continue to be good players in league. We just feel it's an opportunity to get some young guys on the field. My buddy's a Washington football fan, and he was kind of torn about the decision to move on from Morgan Morgan, Moses Morgan. Always get him backwards. Uh, Morgan Moses, I believe. Morgan Moses is that ultimately he cited how he had been one of the most – you know, kind of available players and consistent players on the on the line, and actually a pretty good, a decent one. Not great, but decent. For him, he thought it was a signal that potentially they were trying to free up that cap money to extend guys like Jonathan Allen. You know, some some different defensive players because Ron Rivera and and I believe that Ron Rivera is trying to get that massive massive defense you know what i'm saying like that's what he does that's yeah. what he does um, he don't give and this is pro this is just i told my friend whoever this somebody who is this charles leno jr that's what i want to know is who the hell is he and is it is he any i'm gonna google him right now charles leno jr and is he any is he worth a shit he came from the broncos all right Maybe he is. Maybe he's great. But I tell you this: if I, I know a Ron Rivera team about these if, types of players, dude, if I know a Ron Rivera team, he will trot out a left-handed. What was his name? Something Bell, Byron Bell. He will trot out a left-handed Byron Bell, and ha- he'll have a badass fucking defense. Yeah, he will. the 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 Washington Football Team will have a badass defense. But they will always, man, he sacrifices on that offensive line. And maybe it's not just him. Maybe it's the front office that was in Carolina, this and that. But I tell you, this is a par move. It's like par for course to bring in Leno. Who is this? 29-year-old Leno was a seventh-round pick by the Bears in 2014. And he was with the Bears from that day until about a week and a half ago when the franchise When was this story written? 20. Yeah, so he's been with the Bears. 
But I just know the Bears for having a shitty offensive line, too. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. Like, uh, not, none of that really inspires me, to be honest. Like, well, I don't know. If I haven't heard about you until now, I have no reason to think that you're going to come in and, like, be some big deal on our football team. Um, it's I not our team, it's Washington's football team. What I'm saying is this, is that I think Ron Rivera, oh. did Ron Rivera let go a decent player? Uh, I don't know, man. I couldn't, I couldn't yeah. tell you. Um, I, I'm, I've been, I've been thinking of this. I was uh, reading that, that Reddit thread, and I thought that this is, might be a good conversation. Thinking that we drafted Brady Christensen, if they do feel comfortable um, you know, let's say they feel more comfortable putting Christensen on the right side for whatever reason because they feel that would benefit his abilities or traits more. And if they want to put Taylor Moten on the left side, you know, it, it's it's not an experiment that I'm opposed to. I do understand the argument that you're taking our best offensive lineman at his best position. And putting him somewhere different, like that's kind of a recipe. I agree with that. It's like he's been doing good there. So let's just. Yeah, there's no reason to move. Yeah, I I get why you would say there's no reason to move him. Um, You know, I would want to see Christensen work into the rotation um, at some point this year. I want to see. You know, wants this opportunity, though. Wouldn't you? You know, he wants it. Look, he looks slim in that pick. Strong. He looks slim in that pick. You know what I'm yeah. saying? If there's if there's anything that you could say about a right tackle and maybe Moten or a, the Daryl Williams of the world is that they were just two heavy set guard type players to play left tackle, right? Is that that maybe they could let it somehow it worked at right tackle? You could manage it, you know, kind of that fierce, you know, not that first step or whatever. Uh, Daryl Williams was always a guard to me, but yeah. he played right tackle okay at times. But when you once you put him on the left, you're like, up. Oh, well, and Dan, over, he's uh, also one of those players that he was always better when you had Trey Turner next to him. When he was on an island by himself, he would end up kind of shitting the bed. But then again, that was also another one of those players that went up to Buffalo and was a reasonably good player for them. Yeah. You know, he what was I mean? reasonably like, good at times for us, but here's yeah. the thing. You don't want Taylor Moten to be a great right tackle and then move him to the left and be a mediocre, shitty left tackle. It would be better to have him as a great right tackle or a good to great right tackle, you know, to, f- so we, you look, try it. Trying and but but if you don't really believe in it, don't force a square peg to a round hole. Yeah, I would That's say don't 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 fit a, a square peg into a round hole. But also, I would say don't be afraid to do it if it actually ends up being the See, best. See if it idea. works, it might be the right yeah, size. Yeah, because I and I look at the charter. He said, "Uh, uh, Moten could become a, a great left tackle," and this was mentioned. Um, in that Reddit thread, too, Lee Charter also says Jordan Gross started at right tackle. So, mm. you know, this is something to me that, uh, you know, I kind of think uh, if... Yeah, it's not what, like a off the table. Taylor Taylor Moten, and shout out to Sports Nut on Twitter because he brought this to uh, uh, my attention in our Discord. 
um, that Taylor Moten bought a house here in the, here in I think Ooh, here in Charlotte. Sportsnet is like I'm going to tell y'all you you better follow this dude. Sportsnet is my man on Twitter on Discord. This dude is like got his ear to the ground on football shit. Right? Love, like he's my what? dude. Like I almost just like check his account and do a little uh, inside knowledge. He helped me out considerably before the draft because for draft tech, instead of writing them on the spot, I would, you know, try and write a few early in the day so I could just copy and paste them. And to be honest, like JC Horn would have been my pick at corner but up until that point, I had no indication that the Panthers were going to pit JC until I saw that uh, uh, Sportsnut said that they were really high on him. And that uh, prompted me to write up a JC horn a little bit early. So I was uh, ready to go for the podcast that, that night. That actually so- is a beautiful time for me uh, to bring this. Is first, what's his, what's his Twitter? Uh, I don't want to get that. ATX. ATX. Something that should come up. AT, hold on. Let me pull it up. Or just look up the sports night, too. I know, but, uh, but like, I can't spell. It's like sports. It's got with Z. But he did make. He did. He Put made your that. Twitter in the chat. Put your Twitter in the chat, sports nut. If you're. Is he here? Uh, I don't see him. Okay. Uh, I, I wanted to bring this up is that I did. I finally did the. I know. I'm a jackass. I did the contest um, winners, right? I went and figured out oh, yeah, who yeah, won yeah. won the contest, and let me pull it up real quick. Um, he was he's getting a prize. He's gonna get a prize, but he didn't win. He didn't win entirely. He he's gonna get a prize though because he was the only person that picked the Panthers pick. Like the actual Panthers pick, he picked J.C. Horn. It was Sports Nut that did that. Isn't that a cool? Like that's a <laughs> badass accomplishment. You know, yeah. I was sitting there thinking, like, what should his bonus be? Ultimately, as I did this, I gave people two points if they got the player in the right position. One point if they got the player in the top ten, but in the wrong slot. Um, and that's how I determined the winner. The winner was, hold on, you have 14 points. He's somewhere in here. Where can I see him? First place here. Rome's. Rome's. He's, uh, this, he submitted it through the Discord chat. I, I sent him a message that he picked. Everybody, the entire whole draft, this is how vanilla it was. Every single person got pick one and two right. Uh, he got wrong uh, Jones at three, but he got Pitts, Jamar Chase, Waddle, Penne Sewell. He got Devontae Smith in the wrong spot, but he got Sertain in the last spot. He was able, he pulled in 14 points, so he's going to get the first brace buzz. I'm going to give all y'all mugs. I give, I give, But look, anybody who got a bonus, anybody who picked Horn Altman, also, Altman is in the Discord chat. You can find that link pinned on my Twitter. Uh, join the, uh, I, I think it's the only Discord live Panthers chat. But look, these guys are holding it down. He picked Horn in the top 10. So I gave him a bonus. Anybody who picked Horn in the top 10 
um, because I felt like not an outsider, but sports nut gets uh, tied for second. He was tied for second. He had 13 points. So he missed Lance. I mean, he missed Mac Jones. He picked Mac Jones at three. He picked Lance at four. So it's a bad start for him. Right. <laughs> you're like looking at it and you're like thinking here, but he lands Jamar chase. He uh, lands Penny Sewell. He killed it by picking JC Horn. So my man's gonna yeah. get a special prize for picking that. By the uh, way, I found I gotta... my I found my man's Twitter. Uh his it's actually even better. His name on Twitter is Tepper's Brass Balls. Uh it's uh ATH two zero eight eight. At ATH two zero eight eight. All right. So Thank yeah, that's sports nut. Yeah, he gives up. But anyway, the he mentioned the home in Charlotte. So that all just leads me to believe that Taylor Bolton is trying to be a part of something a little bit bigger. Maybe he wants to be the franchise left tackle here in Charlotte, and maybe he's uh, wanting to show the organization, hey, wherever you need me to play, I'm going to do it, and I'm going to do it well. And I love that. All right, let's Especially go to the next Especially buying part. a home in today's market. Let's keep that in mind. Oh, gosh, yeah. that poor guy. I know. It's like getting paid Bitcoin and not selling it. Oh, sorry. Should have sold it. But you know what? If you hold it, can't lose if you don't sell. Kind of thing is Michael, uh, Michael, not Michael. Who got it? Was it or who's the other guy? Who's the guy that was? Oh, oh, um, oh, Okung. Okung. Russell, yeah. Russell Okung is the Bitcoin warrior. But Bitcoin's down. You know what I did? I bought it. And I didn't buy a lot. I bought 50 bucks. You know what? I, why do I do it? Because I play online poker. And I'm like, man, if I buy 50 bucks here and then it goes up to 70 or 60 and I send it to the online poker company I play with, I got a discount rate for the 50 bucks I asked for. All right. The number is 252-228-5098. Here's the next call. What it do, C3? It's your boy, Mike. A.K.A. So what are your thoughts on catcalling? Yeah, it's pretty easy. Oh, sorry. And how did that make you feel? Yeah. Right. Damn it. I fucked it up. You know who it is. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, How's your uh, day going, boys? Hope everybody is fine out there in the good old Tampa Nation. <clears throat> oh. All right. Way to start it off. Let's see. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, I uh, see, I'm uh, my wife calls me an uh, impulse buyer. Um, sure. You know, I, but, you know, I see something I want it. You know, that's. That's, uh-huh. that's how I men. think everybody should men. Live, yeah. to a certain extent. Um, so I bought my tickets for the Patriots game. Very excited uh, out there in the nosebleeds because uh, the prices, though. Oh, my God. I know, dog. Uh, I know it, man. See, my first time back at Bank of America since, I think, 2000. I want to say what was it, 16 or 15? It was 16, yeah. 2016, I think it was a 
Jets game. So should be fun. Um, uh, not a lot going on. OTA started. That's fun. Oh, um, here's something to ponder on. I think uh, now they're going to work him as a tight end, but I could easy, easily see Tommy Tremble uh, maybe getting a roster spot at the fullback position because he's such a great blocker. Um, mm. I hear raving things about his blocking, and why not use him out the backfield and on the uh, line with his hands down on the ground? Yeah. Sounds great. I yeah, like I, that. I think uh, he'd work good back there blocking for Christian. So, uh, yeah. Panther pride till I die. Peace out, my dudes. I'm about to go uh, try not to die. Hey, appreciate you, bro. Definitely don't die, man. We need, uh, we need that that sexy voice and that beautiful head of hair and the cat calls, right. man. Uh, yeah. So, hmm. Tommy Tremble being a fullback, you know that isn't something. I don't know. I have a lot of hopes for Tommy Tremble at tight end. I mean, I think Tommy Tremble can be a legitimate, um, like a, a come out of nowhere success. Yeah, because it does have all the skills required. You know, Notre Dame didn't necessarily use Tommy Tremble as a real um, receiving threat at the tight end position. So, yeah. and he has all the athletic potential to do it. So, yeah, I mean, I think Tommy Tremble is going to make the roster as a tight end. I mean, frankly, he doesn't have a whole lot of competition at that position anyway. So. Yeah, I, I think Tommy Trimble is going to be really good for us. But, you know, knowing Matt Rule, that's one of the things that has been a big part of his mindset is that he likes players that are position versatile. We're talking about it again. Players that can do more than one thing. And, yeah, if you can put Tommy Trimble in at fullback, yeah, man, let him go. Let him uh, let him eat up some uh, – some, uh, linebackers for Christian, you know, but I really do think he'll be a good tight end. And I think he could potentially be the best tight end on our roster very fast. Do you think that we run one fullback draw this entire year? Yeah. After, well, well, that's that, what the question why? was. The Supreme, because, Supreme leader was asking. No, about the fullback get, draw. But no, could he get uh, a roster spot as a fullback? Right, right, but I'm asking you this: Is do you think we run one fullback draw the entire year? Because there has been a a ton of shade that gets thrown on, and again, the shade. I watch this as I watch. I just watch the Twitter conversation. I watch this Panthers creators conversation, bro. It's stressful, man. I'm telling you this. These mugs, this one dude keeps talking about those pan- the Panthers four man rush. This man keeps saying, I'm bringing receipt. He bring he guys like he bringing the damn CVS receipt in where it's like <laughs> 72 feet long. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like always, it's like I got to prove you I was right. I said that as interesting. But my point is this one of the things that they always talk shit about was the decision to hand the ball off last year on fourth and one with the fullback draw. So my my question is is does Joe Brady ever run a fullback draw the entire season? Probably I gotta say the answer not. is no. Yeah, probably not on that one. That's uh, 
knowing Joe Brady and how he is. It's like a play that's game. been stricken from the record. Yeah. I am. I, 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 I got to say this. Maybe I'm getting old. Maybe no, I'm you're not. Old. You're not. The modern I'm NFL so... doesn't, doesn't really do that stuff anymore. No, nah, I'm talking about. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about all this. Like, I got to prove to you that I said this two years ago. This and that. It's like it's a the internet conversation is is and and maybe it's probably always been this way, but it's like let me tell you how I was right and you were wrong, rather than us just actually talking. Yeah. And I actually didn't say nothing about it, but I watched these people. It's like I got receipts. I don't. I told. It's just always like, but it's like so stressful, bro. Like, good God. All right. Next call. AKA Supreme Leaders. There we go. There, there you go. go. Um. Hey. Oh, I forgot. Um. Hey, I think. Uh, that would classify you in the Scorpio category, uh, my man, Professor Tony. I Dunn. am. I am. Um, that my birthday is actually on the fifth. Oh, nice. Remember, remember the fifth of November. Say that five times. Remember, remember the fifth of November. Remember the fifth of November. Remember the fifth of November. Remember, remember the fifth of November. You guys no, remember where that's from, right? I'm gonna be there with my no. jersey. Hold on, hold on, hold on. That's from something? Yeah. The uh, V for Vendetta. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, which is a cult movie. I gotta go back and watch again. I have watched it like once or twice, but it's been also like it is one of those movies, especially in today's world, you have to start like re watching because you start to like uh, anyway. Like that not- anarchy, the yeah, you're starting yeah, to see a lot of the same patterns, you know, develop in our right. government and stuff. Oh, Not yeah. to the extreme that you see in that movie, but it's it's interesting right. to see the parallel. It has a cult following for a reason. Yeah. There's uh, a reason the way, that Anonymous I, uses that mask. By the way, I got positive feedback on our uh on our little alien discussion uh oh, come on. last Friday. Right. Yeah, man, from people liked person. it. People liked from it. One I, fucking far no, out I person. still want. I, dude, Were they I, from Mars? Yeah. Unless this mug was a Martian coming and saying this was awesome, I don't give a fuck. Hey, bro, how about your boy Barry O is even talking about it more now? So, shit, man. Really? They, they be, oh, no. Yes, you right. Tony, no, you know what the problem is, Tony? You just live under a rock. <laughs> you just Maybe. live completely under a rock. You haven't seen any of the videos that have come out about UFOs. You're like, no, nah, I, no, I don't care about, about those videos. I care about the Baraka video. I don't give a fuck about the video about the alien. Just give me the Barack. Give me the. You can see Barack all the time, man. This is fucking aliens. Wow. Forget the right, Barack, let's go back supremely. Barack uh, Obama. I'll listen to him. Try to drag my wife along. Um, I bought two tickets and she's not really big into football, but she supports me. Uh, I understand. She's from bro. Wisconsin. So Love you know, she's, Moore, a, she's a Packer. Love Packer. Packer fan. Packer. But she's too. So uh, we should be there cheering both sides of the ball. Unfortunately, I don't care. Cam's my boy. I love hey. the team. Shout Love out. all you guys. 
Peace out. Peace out. My man. You ain't the only one. A lot of people in the chat have been talking about they're grabbing them tickets up. They're asking, look, is that my man said this? He said it earlier. And if, I mean, it's a long way. We ain't be able to highlight the comment, but I saw it and I forget who said it, but um, my man said, I'm coming from Canada. And I'll, it'll, it'll come to my mind in a second, but he said, I'm coming from Canada. He said, is can't play. <laughs> and I'm telling you, that's the scariest thing about buying this ticket. Yeah, you just don't know if uh, you buy it right now, you pay the price of what the storyline is, right? Like, if you buy the ticket right this moment, you pay the price of the storyline of Cam coming home. Yeah, when we get to week eight, that storyline could be the same, and maybe the Panthers, if the Panthers are fucking on fire, bro. Like if they're winning in week nine and they're like six and what two at that point going against Cam coming home, though you won. You're on the right side of the ticket price. Bro, the, right. like the thing Mac Jones you know. starting Cam gets hurt in week eight. You're on the wrong side of the ticket price. <clears throat> That's it. Like that's the story. Or or you could wait and you can be on the right side, the wrong side of the ticket price, or the right side of the ticket price, and not get a ticket. So at least those mugs are putting their money where their mouths are. And we gotta go. We're there. I'm gonna be there. And you know what? Even if I don't go into the game, I'm coming. Coming to your house, Cody Lashley. If we can't get, if we can't get the handicap, like we have to start a lobby right now for additional handicap seating for Cody Lashley. My man went on the first day trying to buy a ticket. I mean, there's, there's not, not, right the, not just this year. This happens every year. And uh, I, I might, like I said before, I might still have a way to make that game like I did last year. So that might yeah, still well, happen. Gonna, you know what? We're going to yeah. petition David Tepper, bro. Like, we guys, we, don't worry. We're going to start throwing lot. We're going to be lobbing. So here's the thing is there is, like I said, I mean, there are the handicap seating available. Like you can get it right now for $210. Um, like they have it. The problem is, is I think for we're the running game. Yeah. Like I'm looking at it right okay. now. Like, it's not great. Like it's like one of the corner, like it's in the corner of the, uh, well, uh, I was about to say what level, um, 500 level. That's the uh, 210 I mean, but, bucks to sit in the upper deck. I mean, it's you got to remember, it's, the, it is it's like it's That's literally the upper deck. It's but you got to keep in mind, it is literally the, the, deck, the lowest, the lowest row. That's where that's where he sat last time. It don't matter, it's the upper deck still, right? 500 yeah. levels upper deck, yeah. 500 levels, the same level he said, 210 dollars to sit in the upper deck, dude. If we wanted to sit in the like in the very top. Like the worst possible seating in the end zone side, or actually, let's do the corner. Um, if we yeah. wanted to do that, one under the lights, ticket, under the lights, right? And let's see, I can't even find two that are together here. That's the problem. Like, there's right. a lot of single t- tickets, um, but the ones that are together, give me a number. Um, all right, there's one on the complete Tell me opposite what I side. Pits to my fucking 190 bankrupt. bucks. What? Yeah. What? Uh, hey. It's gotta, it's gotta come down by then. 
It's hard out here for a cripple, bro. I've been trying to tell y'all. No, you already, like, we we only saving $20, and we got to walk up all those fucking stairs, homie. Put this into perspective. The the highest level on, uh, let's see, it's not even the 50-yard line. Let's say it's the 30-yard line. The highest row, the, the, the farthest away from the field you can possibly get, that ticket's still $175. That's some bullshit. Is it all right? Give me the week before. Give me a similar tick uh, seat the week before because I'm gonna ask this. Um, after you say it, is that the Carolina Panthers put out a tweet, and this was prior to OTAs in the dead time, and they want to know about your first game memory, bro. It is absolutely the Cam Newton. Is the biggest thing of that. Oh, let What's me get back difference? to it. Because the verified resale aren't showing up here. Give me just a second. I agree. Filters. Why is that? Do we? Ha- is there literally no verified resale tickets on this? Bro, that's insane to me. You can't go to t- step up. All right. So the, um, the Panthers put out this question uh, last week. About, like, just on Twitter, like, tell us about your first memory, like, your first game memory, like, what you remember. But before we get into that, I since we're talking about ticket prices, I went to, I've been going to uh, Panthers games. Mm, my first one was probably, in, gosh, it might not have been until... Oh five or oh six or something like that. You know, I mean, it was like around that. Mike Vick was still a star, was a star who's beating her fucking ass all the time. Like I always went to Falcons games. I don't know why, but I was like, we're gonna be, and they always beat the shit out of us. I was there out. We were beating them twenty to whatever. It was like twenty to fourteen. And Algie Crumpler caught this pass across the 40s big fat man runs 40 yards down the field past us and win the game i mean not to win the game but ultimately wins the game i was at the first game i think i was ever at was the one where mike vick dove from the five yard line he dove like in a superman pose like he was completely vertical like a this flat like this piece of paper and he hovered Above the ground by one inch, by one fucking inch. I'm telling you, like the replay showed it. Like we were like, he's down. He got blasted. He got blasted by like Thomas. They like these three people hit him, and he still hovered. Not not a single body part fucking touched the ground. Beat us, right? So I was there. I went to the Saints game in 2010 before we drafted Cam, where we got blasted 33 to three. At that game, we sat on the 45-yard line on the fourth row. The fourth row on the 45-yard line. We stayed to the end. It was brutal. It was fun. It was awesome. The seats were fantastic. So we get we go the next year. I was like, man, I got a taste of the lower level, right? I got a taste of the good seats that year. Yeah. And they were only $45. I remember we paid $45 a ticket because we sucked. So the next year, we paid $90 sat in like the corner or something like that, but on the lower level. Cam had his fucking blowout year. It was awesome. 
And then the following year, because we get well, like it was always a thing. Like I'm going to go to one game. It's all kind of a longer trip for me. We go spend, take my wife. We spend with the weekend with friends, that kind of thing. 2012. Again, like I got my taste in 2010 of that low level, them good seats. You know what I'm saying? At such a cheap rate. Then it went to 90. 2011. Rookie Cam Newton. 2012, we said we're going to see fucking Peyton Manning come into the house with the Denver Broncos. We paid $250 a ticket for the lower bowl. You know what I'm saying? They yeah. were and they were good seats, but they were in the corner and they weren't the greatest seats, but they were fucking expensive as fuck. And we got fucking shredded, homie. Peyton Manning <laughs> fucking destroyed us. And I went to this game <clears throat> with a dude who's an accountant, accountant in Charlotte, who's a friend of mine who went to college with us and stuff. He makes he's a lot better with his money. He's got a lot more money than me. You know what I'm saying? Like it's yeah. like, and he looked over at me. This was the next year. It's probably like we were hanging out at his house. We're probably was like the next summer or something. We you know go there every twice a year or something. He says, "Can we not spend two hundred and fifty bucks on tickets next year?" Like that's what he said to me, and I was like, "Oh my god, yeah. bro!" Yeah. Like I'm telling you, those numbers um, are sick. Tell me what it is the week before. Um, it is cheaper the week before. Um, and there's more and available. Not much, is StubHub, it? like if I went to StubHub. And they have plenty. They have a lot more options here um, for that game. And so, like, if, if two sitting together, you can get a row twelve for uh, row twelve in the five hundreds, uh, which is a lot better than the highs. But it's two twenty eight, and that's resale. So keep 228? in mind, two twenty eight. Yeah. yeah. What, um, dude? And- we pay fifty dollars. I pay fifty dollars to sit in the upper deck, man. That's what I Not pay. Anymore. Those days are done, bro. Like, like the the actual the price of no. the upper deck this year is. At, you got to keep in mind too. Like, this is an unprecedented. God, I'm year not keeping for, nothing in mind. It's still the upper fucking deck, bro. No, it's like I I looked at the the week before, and it's the Minnesota Vikings, and that same seat that's at the very top, the worst possible seats you can get. $110. Unbelievable. Yeah. On it, it, All right. Oh, actually here I got another. Here's another good ticket story for you. My wife bought tickets for us one year. And this might have been the year after. It was like we were only a couple of years into doing the thing. Like it was like we were making like we're going to go every year, mm-hmm. right? And we had a kid, Michael, my son, my he's 13. So he was like two or three at this time, maybe like that. So this might have been '08. He was born in '08. I mean, I took him as a baby one time. You know, it might have been that one year we sat. So I let her buy this. She was like, "Here, I got the tickets for you for you know because I'm going to do this nice thing for you." And it's like we, I know that you're trying to do this every year, and we're going to go see Suzanne and Andrew. So she gets the tickets. We get the fucking tickets. And I don't give a fuck. Like, I don't look at none of the tickets till I get there. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's mm-hmm. like we're there. And like, we're now we're there. I'm excited. We've been walking. And then we get up and we're walking 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 and we're fucking walking. And we're walking. This bitch bought us tickets on the top 
fucking row. The top. Like, you could not get... There wasn't nobody behind us. Yeah. She paid $20 a ticket for him. $25. A t- it was $25, I think. I guess you get what you Like, and for. I said this. as like I was like, straight up, is like, I ain't ever letting you buy the tickets again. But now, you know what? I will let her buy the tickets. God damn, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of fucking money. hundred, like you might as well just go. We might as well just go watch at Cody's house. Hey, bro, come on, come on All through, right. bro. All right. Next call two five two 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 eight fifty nine eight. What's going on, C three Nation? It's your boy Jay. Listen, hitting y'all up. Oh, uh, Jay, ain't got nothing to say about the Panthers. I just calling you to troll Cody, like Cody. I'm not a South Carolina Gamecock fan, but it's it is time for y'all boys to take that L this this coming season. Clemson is going to Yahoo! take that L against South Carolina. I don't know who South Carolina got, but it's Jay. time for South Carolina <laughs> to go ahead and and beat Jay. y'all. It's just time. Tired of y'all Clemson Tiger fans. Glow yeah, they ain't got no like Trevor so Lawrence. It's time for South so. Carolina to eat. We got right DJ, now. bro. <laughs> DJ with young class, like yo, DJ. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what you've been sipping on. Something, but you've been sipping on something, bro. And it must be something potent, man. It must be some of that uh, that moonshine from the uh, from the hills, bro. Because, bro, you're in a whole nother world, bro. Tigers don't lose to chickens, bro. Come on, dude. We got DJ Uyunglele like that. He's gonna be another. First overall pick in the next But pussies days. lose to cocks, bro. <laughs> and that's what happens. Dude, shut enough. up, Mr. King Tiger. You already know Do that. The I know. King I know. Is, I should root for I'm like Punk I'm the biggest correct. Clemson Tiger. Oh, You're right. hey, you know, King. you know who True the King. first you know who Clemson's first game of the season is this year, right? Please don't say ECU. Georgia Bulldogs, baby. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, that's a for, big game to start dude, out I the think, year. Dude, I, I think it's a Bank of America Stadium, too. No, not. I Clemson. think so, man. No way. Really? Wow. I want to yeah, say cool. so, dude. All right, Am I next wrong? Because it's a neutral. Let me look that up. All right, next call. Carolina podcast. How y'all doing? It's G. Kavassi. What's up, man. G? I know it's been a minute. In a minute, I know where you've been enjoying the show. Enjoying the show, hey man. I don't know about y'all, but I'm ready for this season to start. Man, I really, really, really am, man. And I got faith in Sam Darnold, I really do. And I'm gonna be honest because I got called out before I had faith in Teddy Bridgewater because I liked him when he played for Louisville. But that one caller called me out on some real shit. Whatever that dude was, I salute you, brother. I salute you because I really thought you know. Terry Bridgewater would be a good backup to Cam Newton. That was years ago, though. But, you know, we all know how that shit hand- handled. You know what I'm saying? How it came out. Man. That's not a bad take, actually, but still. I believe that Sam Darnold is going to be okay with us, man. I really do, man. That's some bitch. He can sling that damn rock, man. I know in the Jets he didn't really have a good offense like that. But with the Panthers, hey. And before I let you go, man, hey, man. I love y'all brothers, man. Y'all like make my day on Tuesdays. Y'all really do, man. Love Thank you, everybody. You know, I'm CK, Bat Daddy. You know, what I'm saying the professor. You know, Cody, 
all y'all brothers, just stay safe, man. And always, always remember y'all. Keep pounding. Keep pounding, man. Shout out Jake Always, Bossier, always man. so positive, bro. Always so positive. OG. And the OG of this podcast. That's what a cat call that? Hall of Famer right there, man. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Jacob Uh I love it, man. And G, I'm on your team, bro. I'm I, I'm choosing to be excited, dude. It's the season for believing. And this dude is believing in the Carolina Panthers, bro. I'm telling you, I'm on Team Sam Donald. I think Sam is going to be really good this year. I like our team. I think J.C. Horn is going to make our entire defensive backfield play faster. I think Brian Burns is going to have a career year. I think Shai Smith might have been a steal. Tommy Trimble might have been a steal. Terrace Marshall might have been a steal. Deontay Brown might have been a steal. Dude, I am pumped. I cannot remember the last time I was this pumped for Panthers football, man. It was it was probably the start of that 2019 season. But even then, man, this is a rebuilding football team. It's a new look. It, I mean, it really has a completely different feel to it. And, yes, my Tigers get to maul the Bulldogs and destroy them in Bank of America Stadium, baby. Let's go. Let's go. Let's uh, big, go. Big time update for Carolina fans. The Hurricanes tied 2-2 right now currently against the Nashville Predators. Uh, series 2-2. Oh, my gosh. We're back at PNC. We need a win here. Come on, guys. Let's get it together. The number's 252-228-5098. Let's go to the next call. Hey, guys. It's Chuck from Little City. Oh, up, thank and, you, uh, Chuck. These OTAs just started this week here. And uh, looking at our roster, and I think is trying to do a lot like Gettleman. He's turning the bottom of the roster, uh, moving a couple guys around up and down. <clears throat> but I think there's one thing that's definitely a pain. Um, rules getting those guys in the and you can see it. I, I think the end of the line is for Will Greer. Uh, Ian Thomas is on the fence. I wouldn't be surprised if he's gone. Um, Greg Little, uh, he's really going to have to ball out, even at guard. If he doesn't, I think he's gone. You know, J.J. Jensen's probably gone with the draft and the Travis Fletcher. Uh, you know, unless you're McCaffrey or Brian Burns or Taylor Oten left over from the Rivera regime, uh, I think it's safe to say that Rules leading guys out and putting his own stamp on this team. Um, so let, let me know what you guys think and um, who you think, who else might stick, who's other than Shaq Thompson, maybe, uh, who else might stick to their roster, who's there pre rule. Thanks a lot, guys. Lee Trotter is ready to see the full boobs, not the side boob. He says, I'm ready for the season to start. We saw the side boob, which was the OTAs. Chuck, thank you from Elizabeth City. And, you know, it's like, where is Chuck? I was I was so glad to hear his voice. Yeah. And uh, good question there. Who sticks in this roster? We've we've kind of tended to focus on the guys who are kind of trying to work their way into the roster. The Kind of sign the opposite side of that question is who's trying to stay on the roster. I feel like this team is young and fresh though. So that makes that a little bit more difficult. JJ Jansen again, the easy I won't say easy name. Actually, I don't even know if that's an easy name. Is my man ain't missed no games? 
He's been his like he like is he an easy name because we drafted this dude late. When did we draft him? Was it was it in the just like seventh or eighth round? Yeah. Well, for like, uh, yeah, the very end, right? Cut? Yeah, like who sticks? And I was thinking about this, and, and, and there's other ways of asking. Not it's a different question. I was going to ask you guys, what about the names we haven't heard at this OTAs? I heard Robbie Robbie Anderson. You know, he, he was talking about his first. He responded to the Panthers tweet about uh, his first game. Did you guys see that? No, I did not. So the Panthers put out the Panthers put out a tweet that says, "Tell us about the very first game you attended." Let me see. I can put it up right now. This is what. Uh, and look, is that this is like? I mean, can you? You can. Robbie Anderson wins. He always wins. He says, wasn't no fans at my first Panthers game. Felt like practice. And I saw the bear and I scored a touchdown. That was his first game. He said, tell us about the very first game, Panthers game you attended. And Robbie Anderson responded with, wasn't no fans. My first Panthers game felt like practice. And I saw the bear. What's that bear doing? And I scored a <laughs> touchdown, homie. And he had a good, solid run. But I guess what I'm trying to bring up with here is this, is that I didn't see, you know, I haven't heard Robbie Anderson's name in OTAs. And obviously he is going to stick if we're going to parlay this or connect it to Chuck's call. But I even saw uh, Bilvo saying, oh, AJ Bouye going to be some good depth. Um, who's the winner? Almost is Ian Thomas the winner because he has to stick. Like, do we have enough tight ends for him to stick? And like, no, I'm because, not ready uh, to give up on him. I mean, it, it's, it, this is what my thing. Your grace period has gone out the window for me. So once upon a time, I was excited about Ian Thomas, but now it's like, bro, what have you done for me lately? He hasn't really proven dominant as a receiver, or as a blocking tight end. Now, we kind of felt that this was a little bit due to Ron Rivera just not giving him enough snaps, but that didn't really change too much under uh, Joe Brady, and I kind of don't think it's going to. Now that we've brought in Dan Arnold, now that we have Tommy Trumbull, yeah, I kind of think he's going to end up being the odd man out. Um, um, and my and as of right now, it we is have Thomas. to have three, though. I mean, we need three. Like, where, where is the four? And maybe if it's a numbers thing, then maybe he makes the cut. But I think we're going to have more offensive linemen on the roster this year than we've had before. And I think we're probably going to add more safety help before we start the season. So I think there's going to be odd man out somewhere. I don't think Brandon Zilstra is making the roster. I don't think Ian Thomas is making the roster. I like that. I uh, thank you for finally saying it. Yeah, it's like it's just it is what it is. And what's uh what's the guy that everybody was excited about that we signed from uh Penn State? He ran like a four three something and he's like six four. No, it's not from Penn State. He came from Zach Wilson's joint. Oh, BYU, BYU. that's right. No, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, that's another guy. Like, he might be, you know what? He might make it more than Zilstra. No, I don't know. Is that he's practice squad material? 
maybe. I mean, listen, there's already reports of uh, Shy Smith going up and making crazy plays at the I back know. of the red zone, right. man. But he's so, little. He's little. Yeah, so what? He's the perfect Curtis Samuel replacement, and he's probably sure. going to be... Not a problem with that, but the guy from BYU was 6'3". Like, he could be... He might be one of these gems we get. We yeah, maybe, but he went name. undrafted. So it's like well, he went undrafted because he didn't get to work out last year because of COVID. He didn't get a pro day. They didn't have a combine, and he was at BYU. You know, what I'm saying it was kind of like on the like he might have been one of those players that goes to the combine, shows like these crazy stat, like he's six two. You know, what I'm saying he runs a four three. He does this and that. And then he gets a pro day. That's the thing that hurt people that were kind of on the bubble. You know, the last year's draft and maybe even arguably this year's draft were very vanilla in what you had to go from. You know, you couldn't. And and, in one way, it's almost like, how do we find Jeremy Chin? That uh, that my, that that's a interesting question. Like, is no pro days right? Did we got Jeremy Chin last year? Did they have? A, uh, that would be a, a fantastic question for someone to track down. Did he have a pro day? He didn't go to the combine. So how did they learn about him? And that's the thing is that there are so many players and so many of this and that. And even we see these organizations kind of get sucked into looking at those same people. So I'm not saying he's going to come in here and be a baller, right? I'm not saying that, but could he have been a six-round pick and maybe forced his way onto a roster somewhere or made his way? Like, now we got him for a discount price, and you put him on the practice squad, and maybe he becomes something. Maybe he doesn't. And I don't even know the dude's name, so he can't even be something. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Panthers sign BYU. Wide receiver. Let me see who he is. Micah. His name is Micah S- Simon. Yeah, big yeah, giant game guy. against Tennessee. He ran a he uh, he ran a four three four. Let me just put it that way. Yeah. And let me see how tall how tall is Michael He's Simon? He's like 6'3". What Good is night, five? Thanks for joining us as always. Uh, tell me tell me about is he 6'3"? I think Michael so. Simon. Listen, I, listen my, my, my point is this is nothing to me. He means right, nothing. Right. No, you shouldn't like, get crazy guys, about it. But like, what shit. if he was... Right, what if he becomes like, yeah, he's on the bubble, bubble, bubble. You know what I'm saying? Zilstra, uh, Micah Simon, 6'1, Zilstra, 6'2, Keith Kirkwood, which I think he might still be on the Panthers roster, 6'3, Dan Arnold, 6'5, which is a tight end, but still. I mean, like, I'm, 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 I root for these motherfuckers, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, I root for the dudes, like, I'm. And maybe that's what makes you a great team is when you find a guy who was undrafted and that should have been drafted. When you find a guy who was a third round pick that should have been a first round pick. Andrew Norwell was an undrafted free free agent. Right, right. 
All right, right next call. Yo, play this right now, bro. QT zero right here. Hey, Green Bay, breaking news, by the way. Green Bay has Shush. just traded Jordan Love, uh, random tight end, a 2022 second round, a third round for Julio to the lamest Jones. Please. Did he just say that he was a tight end? This message, if you have not heard it already, or just look on Twitter. All right. Man, that is Barry McCorkle. No, he, he got trolled by the account that man, Barry McCorkle. <laughs> and now he's figuring it out. Yeah, as he's, he's yeah, on the he got, yeah, he's realizing uh, that. Uh, all right. Um, so there's there's the cat calls right there. You're listening to the longest running Panthers podcast. The number is 252-228-5098. You can be a part of the show by calling in, being a part of the chat room. Please smash the thumbs up button. Uh, tell a friend about the show. Hit the little bell alert. Whatever you do, it's very simple as this. Because even if you don't watch, just like, share, subscribe, that, this, and that. Um, because we know that we're all trying to weave our way into your brains and we need your help, uh, doing that. I don't know if there's anything. Oh, there's only the only other thing that I have to talk about is this video about Teddy and Drew. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. Can you put it up, Cody? Put yeah. it over our faces. We'll make it all look awkward. It'll look awkward over us, just like it looks awkward on the film. This Here, I, I can unmute both of us. Uh, can't oh, because you, you couldn't hear me then? No. no, 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 we couldn't hear anyone. It, it, it mutes you uh, when you oh, play okay. the video. But right. Play it again. Oh, yeah, my God. I, I, yeah, I did. We need to set it up. This is Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater. Drew Locke is on the left and Teddy Bridgewater is on the right. And you can note the difference in velocity uh, in the difference between the two balls. This is from a Denver... Twitter, like a Denver reporter. And he said this. So he put this up. He said, why? He said, dang, Drew Locke's ball goes 10 times faster than Teddy Bridgewater's. If you're Teddy Bridgewater, and I know, look, it's a warm-up. Aren't you up. embarrassed by now hearing it's nothing warm but how good the arm is? What are the Teddy Bridgewater stands going to come out and say? It's a warm-up. Teddy won't try to throw it hard. Drew Locke stepped back four more. That's what they're going to say this, is Drew Locke dropped back four more yards. So he had to, he put more mustard on it. That's what they're going to say. And it's, and you know what? Maybe that's all right. It's not right. It's not right. Sorry, bro. The natural zip. That doesn't mean that Drew Locke's a better quarterback. But I tell you, what we have, we're trying to tell you is the arm talent of Teddy Bridgewater was just not enough to be great. Not even to be good. You saw the best Teddy Bridgewater last year. 
That's that's there so is bad. no better Teddy Bridgewater than you saw. And look, I mean, he did have a lot of yards. There was a ton of yak, but that's it. Like that's the best. If you anybody, I I challenge anybody to come up here and tell me that we're gonna get much better than that. I mean, like, dude, think, I'm, right, I'm, well, we get a little better offensive line. So what? His completion rate goes up a hair. Dude, I'm so tired right? of talking about this. Fucking no, no, guy. but at the, what I'm trying to say is this: that's the whole point. It's not a been a shitting on Teddy Bridgewater. It's been saying that's the best you're gonna get. And look, Drew Locks, like this motherfucker's out there just casually tossing the ball, and the these are Denver reporters saying this, not us. Yeah. yeah, and by the way, this is one we were listen, we have to pat ourselves on the back. C3 above just about all the Panthers podcasts was yeah, out here I'm telling beginner. you I'm the beginner, that bro. Teddy Bridgewater ain't it. Teddy Bridgewater is not the guy that's gonna bring us to the place. Mm-hmm. Now, and see, this is the difference between the start of last year and the start of this year. We were saying last year, dude. We don't believe in Teddy Bridgewater at all because we have no reason to. But hope we're wrong. Whereas now we're like, okay, dude, Sam sucked in New York, but he has a ton of talent, and there's a bunch of things that he can do well. Now we think that he can, you know, turn it around. We're, we're hoping, give him the and not even chance. think. We're hoping we that hope. he's going to prove us right, and that's the difference. Like there is something to believe in, like. Now you can at least see what it could look like with Sam Darnold, who was in consideration to be the number one overall pick at one point in time. So again, man, yeah, everyone, it's like, it's common knowledge. Now everyone on ESPN and Fox news, everyone's come around to it, dude. Taylor Bridgewater is a backup quarterback at his very, very best. Uh, Okay. He has probably thrown, uh, the most touchdowns that he ever will in a season already. I don't. Yeah, I don't think he's ever breaking fifteen, bro. So let me ask whatever. you this: Is my boy asked me this? And he's uh actually Chandler was here. You you guys saw him on the draft party. He's on the radio show that I go on every Friday. Pirate Radio twelve fifty. Uh, not well. Twelve fifties are old handle. Then now they're ninety two point seven. They got 1250 still. Pirate radio. Um, he asked me, is, they brought this up. And this is like the last. We're, we're done. We ain't got no more calls. So we're, this is like kind of in the show. And I want to kind of just bring this up here. As he said, uh, we were, I, I've been getting a lot of notifications on my personal Twitter about Derek Anderson. What in and what forever could it be? Oh, I know. I'm blocked on my regular on our C3 Twitter by Derek Anderson. And I've been bo- blocked since like 2012 by that asshole. And I don't even care what his attitudes and opinions are, but he's so forceful and my, man, this dude just is just he will not stop talking like it's just and it's so virulent. Is that the right term? Virulent? Feel like I'm I'm getting tired. It's late, but uh, like everything's like the rat fuck you did. Like it's just so, so tough. But my boy said this: is he said 
He liked Derek Anderson. I never liked Derek. Like I was like not a Derek Anderson fan. And look, and no, and and part of that again, just like the Teddy Bridgewater thing, goes back to had nothing to do with Derek Anderson, but this clan of fucking Panther fans, which one of my friends t- deemed as Ford F one fifty fans, which was wonderful, and it stuck. It became like a national thing, my man. Like, uh, but he was like. Uh, you know, like those people would always be like, oh, well, if we put in Derek Anderson, we would have been like today we would have won this game. And I fucking hated those people. So I hated those people. I hated Derek Anderson. Full disclosure, full transparency. Like when it comes to them, Derek Anderson has been going nonstop on the political game. Nonstop. And it's almost to the point where, all right, so this, this is where I was like, this, sorry, long circle back. My boy said this. He was like, I said, I hate fucking Derek Anderson. Like, I can't take, I hated him then. It's not the political crap now. I hate him then. He said, oh, I love, he loves every Panther then. Like, he ain't ever had a Panther he didn't like. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, well, I liked him when he was there. And he goes, oh, I love Derek Anderson. And they said this. He was the best backup quarterback in the NFL. And I say, I don't give a fuck. What does that mean? What does being the best NFL backup mean? And that was my question back to him. And I don't really, and I know like that, like to you guys, you're like, well, well, like, well, what is it like? Okay. Like, do you, if you had the best, like, does the best backup truly help you? It only helps you in the most minuscule of opportune moments where you need two games. That's it. But other than that, what is the best backup? It's a motherfucker holding a clipboard that everybody thinks could be good. Yeah, I'll tell you the two a backup best, ain't a starter, homie. It's not a starter, but the two best examples of what you would want a backup to be is either Nick Foles, a guy that can come in and do what he did. In oh, the Super Bowl, one time, or, one time or, in history. No, then what I think one is the more fucking time in history. The more reasonable, um, Jameis Winston. No, last year I forget the guy's name. Uh, when the Browns and awesome. the Chiefs played in the AFC Divisional game. Uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes was out at the very end for something, and his backup had to step in and made like a big third down conversion. Right. Is he the best backup in the NFL? No, but I'm saying I feel like, like that's all a you, stupid that, conversation that's all you to have. Want. Like, is a, a, right, a backup right, right. come in. But if we ranked the backups of what my my whole point is this, if we ranked the backups of the fucking NFL, guess what? They ain't starters. Like, so like who get like you want to raise your hand and like and that that's the thing is this and I'm not. But like, what kind of title is that? I'm the best backup in the league. You know the best backup in the league is? I'll tell you this. The best backup quarterback in the league is the one that don't ever got to play. That's the fucking real truth to that goddamn answer. Because I will remind you 
than all you motherfuckers that said Derek Anderson is the goddamn best backup in the league. And this motherfucker will come in. He can do a better job than Cam. Remember when Ron Rivera punished, punished Cam Newton for not wearing a tie. And we go to Seattle. And his punishment was he was benched for the first series. Guess what Derek Anderson did? Threw a pick six. First play. First play, I think it was a pick six. If it won't a pick six, it was like a pick on the 20. You're right. That's it. Yeah, no, exactly, bro. I'm telling you, fuck that whole best backup. Like, who's got the best backup? Is I want a backup that exists. Fuck that. <laughs> I want a backup Sorry. that exists. Are we, uh, I don't want him playing, man. If I wanted him playing, he would be starting. Sorry. That's just the case. All right. What do we got left to talk about? That's it. What's what, what We're good. We're, we're, not, no we're done. No, it's done. But now we got to ice some mugs up. That's it. Damn. This is actually going to be a, a, a rare short it's show. It's 11 11. You may put them up. Put them up. Oh, that is right. It's 11 11, man. Uh-huh. And, uh, and look, Joe, Joey finally got the chance to stay up late for the whole show. And here we are packing it in early, dude. What's this world? No, we're not to, early. It's way too long. We should have been done. <laughs> <it longer. laughs> all right. Um, Do the ice. All right. What else? Uh, that's it. Well, who do you want to ice up? Who do you want to ice up? Mm, I had a good <laughs> ice up, but I always forget it. Like, I always get all this shit going on. I know, I'm trying to think yeah. about the show, this and this and that and this and that. Um, so, my, I had a good ice up earlier. Maybe it was backup core. Look, I'm, I'm icing. Mm, um, I don't know. I guess I'm ice up. This is that uh, we're having a pool put in our yard, like an in-ground pool. And I know you're like, oh, you no, no, don't worry. We're paying for it for the next twenty years until I refi and trying to find a way to make some money. And I got a Doge coin, and I got a, I got, I got some other games I got to win. So all this your motherfucking- crypto. Yeah, like I got some shit that's got to go down. But look, this is what happens when you got good credit. (laughs) You got good credit and you pay your bills on time, homie. Is that you can finance a lot of fucking shit. And that's what I did. Finance this shit. So we built the... Import my wife. My wife wants it. I got three kids. Anyway, so we started this process in October of last year. And COVID has caused a lot of problems for supply chains and demand. So I understand that. Like, so these pool people, they've been great. We went with this family company. They actually do tremendous work. Like the physical work is beautiful and gorgeous and quality. But their business communication skills are on the lower side. And and it's not like a language barrier, even though like, you know, it's not a language barrier. It's just like this. It's just like there's zero communication about anything. Anyway, so we're supposed to have all this shit put in. My wife is a bot. Like we're going to go bankrupt. If we go bankrupt, the only thing my friend told me was this is they can't repo your pool at least. <laughs> 
You're right. You're right. They can't. They can repo our house. We're all sitting around the pool in the backyard, I guess. They have to fill it in with sand. Anyway, uh, it has been a, a long, disastrous of a project. Not disaster. That's the wrong yeah. word. Um, it's been a long project. Look, is that it started in October. We give people a lot of money. It's supposed to be happening a couple months later. Doesn't happen. They start... Like you're starting to get nervous, this and that, uh, but not nervous, but like you're actually at one point we we're starting to wonder if people ran off of your money, you know, after like four or five months of not seeing or hearing or talking yep. or anything like this. Ultimately, this is they started late March, April, something like that. And look, they guaranteed that would be my kids would be swimming by May 1st. They ain't swimming. <laughs> they ain't swimming, and my wife is fucking pissed because she, when they gave her that May first deadline, she's a planner, bro. Like this, my, this my, she'd be planning. Like my wife got plans for twenty twenty eight already. I promise you. So she pushed back her little party, or little party, which is actually going to turn into a giant COVID pool party so she pushed this back from which originally was supposed to be on may 13th or something whatever the saturday is around there she then pushed it back to memorial day and we did this early like we did this early you know like we knew this shit wasn't gonna happen i said look you gotta go ahead and do this they said may 1st give them some time this blah 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 my kid's birthday everybody with my kid was like i want to have my birthday nope well, every day these motherfuckers will be like, we're waiting on the liner. I'm waiting on that. Well, like, it's just, they said I was going to be here today. And they said like this. It's, they guaranteed us May 10th. Then they like, it's just this, 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 this. Guess what? Motherfucker. It, we had to, she had to push it back again. And so I'm icing up this. I'm icing up this pool company because I don't give a fuck. Like, yeah, I'm already broke. I'm already bankrupt. They are, like, look, CK is going to be calling me in a couple of months. <laughs> I promise you. CK, you will be calling me soon. Hey, and right. I, will nego- go, I will negotiate a pri- price with you. <laughs> but my wife is fucking pissed, bro. She's like mad, sad. It's not even mad anymore. Sadness and that. So to uh, COVID supply chains that then create giant excuses or whatever. Yeah, I say I suck. That's it. All right, I suck. Yeah, I uh, I just found my I suck pick, but I think this is plain embarrassing. So I'm icing up basketball in the NBA, dude, because the PGA Championship ratings crushed. The well, that's NBA because old Phil, old Lefty, the whopping fifty percent more viewers than any NBA game, dude. I don't give a damn what it's for. You couldn't pay me to watch golf, dude. I'm sorry. I need my sports. To have violence, okay? And if it doesn't have some form of violence, I get bored real fast, dude. So, uh, dude, especially golf. Like, dude, how bad must the NBA be if 
golf. I mean, and not just beat out the NBA by a little bit, but crush them. But 50% more viewers than any NBA game. Dude, that's bananas to me. I think that's probably an indicator of the state of basketball right now. And uh, let this be the lesson that football is and will always be king. So the, to the Carolina, NBA, that's up. I said uh, the Carolina Hurricanes just pull off the vic- victory to pull ahead three to two in the series. Look at this. Carolina sports guy hits him with the Canes win. That's Chuck, did, by the did way. Jordan score. Look, look, I'm telling you, if this team don't win the fucking cup, it's a bust, bro. Yeah. And the reason is they are the best game team I've ever seen, and that's including uh, the Stanley Cup team. CK, you got ice out for us? I do, I do, and you guys already probably saw it on my Twitter. Um, so I am in the process of upgrading my PC. Um, I have a new uh, a new CPU, a new case, a new motherboard, and a liquid cooler for the CPU. Um, well, oh, I heard this story. This Amazon, instead of sending me one liquid cooler, they sent me eight, and these are one hundred and eighty dollars a piece. Okay, so I have now eight liquid coolers, um, and instead of just the one, and so I, it's real simple. Um, Ice up, Amazon. <laughs> ice up. That's yeah, a think about that. Like that's twelve hundred dollars worth of of unpaid for merchandise that they just shipped to me. Um, and I'm not required to send it back. Am I going to send it back? Yeah. Um, but it's uh, there's plenty of people that wouldn't have done that. I would. There are plenty of people out there that would have used that to pay for these upgrades. Like went and saw. Hey, listen, these are normally 180 bucks. I'm selling them for 100 piece get 700 bucks out of it bam just paid for the upgrades done right easy as pie but i'm not gonna do that i up amazon all right well i said so ck <laughs> oh, by the way look at sports nut in the chat yo sports nut rewind this video like an hour maybe and we uh massage your shoulders for like 15 minutes, bro, about you being the, the, the newsbreaker God damn, guy, man. man. My dude, my dude. All right, we even C3 gave Panthers. out your Twitter handle, too, bro. C3 Panthers Podcast, longest-running Panthers podcast, where every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. we chop up the latest Panthers news and opinions from the fan perspective. Not journalists, just fans and fanatics trying to let you know what we are talking about, and I promise you, that's what the journalists are talking about as well. Join in the conversation at 252-228-5098. Smash the thumbs up button. Subscribe. Leave a review. Tell somebody that uh, you listen to the show. That is a big deal. Uh, look, is that go out there, and I know it's a small thing, but you see somebody that you talk on Twitter, um, on Facebook, and you know that they like the Carolina Panthers, say, look, I'm part of this community. Not that I listen to this show, but I'm part of this community. We have a Discord chat. You can find that in the show notes on YouTube, Facebook, wherever you're watching the show, as well as pinned on my Twitter account at cat underscore chronicles. You can find Cody Cody at where? Uh, at Cody Lack, C-O-D-Y-L-A-C on Twitter. Um, that's mainly it right now. All my other stuff is... Uh, kind of on hiatus so yeah hit me up on twitter at cody lack 
C-O-D-Y-L-A-C. And the bestest voice in uh, gaming. Tell us. Uh, voice, uh, you can find me on Facebook gaming at fb.gg uh, slash Allen. So, uh, yeah, come uh, show some love. I let w- me know you're in chat and let me know you're from C3, man. I want more of those life videos, bro. The what? The life videos about the... Your motivational videos. Oh, oh, yeah, gotcha. no, dude, like that was. I'm all in. Yeah, man, I like. Did you too. see Roberto? My man Roberto retweeted or liked it. That dude is a giant fucking YouTuber, homie. The guy oh, really? that, yeah, 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 dude, he's fucking enormous, and he liked your video oh. where you were talking about success, uh, con- consistency. Yeah, I'm telling you, bro. Like that's his. Uh, I'll go find it and send it back to you. Yeah, My I man, no he's an enormous YouTuber too. Like, I mean, like bigger than like like to the moon type. What's his name? Guy. Who's his name? Robert. I think it's Robert. Ro. Hold on. Uh, Robert. Hold on. Let me look at Robert. Appreciate you, Grayson. Says been watching for two years now. Love y'all. He. God damn. Of course. Up right now, and I can't. Uh, Roberto Blake, actually. So, Roberto Blake, um, and look, how about that? Is I'm following him, he may have used to follow me. He has 46 and a 46.5 thousand followers. Damn, he's a big dude. Like, actually, he was one of the dudes that like I listened to when I was getting into YouTube and stuff like that. Telling you. so, Roberto Blake, he liked your tweet, bro. I saw it, up? it was a big deal. It's a big I didn't deal. All right, 252 228 5098 C3 Panthers podcast at cat underscore chronicles. Check out Code Dizzle Allen, the best fish, and in my p- opinion, the best voice in uh streaming right now. Cody Lashney, my man, the man of the people, not the man of the people, but the favoritist people of the podcast. We can't call it that. Man of the people, Charlotte Vibe, I actually saw one tweet from him today. Like, he might be alive. Like, I almost feel like he was kidnapped. Did you see what his, his post was? He made a YouTube about where he's been. No, I have not at all. I gotta yeah, go. I'll go watch it. We'll talk yeah. about it next week. Yeah, Wait. I'm going to tell that's the show. Let's get the hell out of here. Like, subscribe, be a part of the show. We'll check in the Discord. We'll check you out next Tuesday night plus more. Get us out of here. Keep pounding. Later, boys. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.